three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. Welcome everybody, it's Thursday, August 18th, one day closer to football, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming wherever you can stream radio programs, it is the Big X, we're here with you until 6 o'clock today, normal show, normal hours, we're feeling good, uh, we, there's only one way to start the show, Trevor Kelsey is with me, as always, wearing a Seattle Kraken t-shirt today, which is by wishing a very special happy birthday, I just saw across my timeline no more than 15 seconds ago, it is Ryan Lemon's birthday. Happy birthday to Ryan Lemons. Happy birthday to Ruben Martinez. Oh, my bad. I was talking about my other best friend who just turned 50 today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ruben. It's Ruben Martinez turning 50 today. How's he- it feel to have a best friend who's 50? Hard because he looks like he's 18. <laughs> I makes kid you. He's, makes he, it worse. It was just a few years ago. He still gets carded for cigarettes. Good Lord. I mean, he's, yeah, it's, it's, I, when I first met him, he was 23 and I made him show me ID. I was like, I gotta see this ID. So you, you first met? Oh, I thought you. I thought you met him like when you were like working at one of your seventy-five jobs. It was, was. To, and he was trying to buy alcohol. No, 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 no. He was. I was, I was working at Joe Muggs, and he was in the. He, uh, he was in the uh, bookstore version. Ah. And he was like, uh, he's like, hey, you want to hang out after work? I was like, cool. Mandate. <laughs> uh, nearly thirty years later, still pretty much doing the same stuff. Happy birthday to Ruben. Happy yeah. birthday to Ryan. Ryan. How, I wonder if Ryan's probably close to 50. No, he's not 50. He's like probably hardly 40s like me. I think he's above 50. No way. I think so. Wow. I've got no idea. I don't know why I'm acting like I know Ryan Lemon. I've got, I've got zero <laughs> frame of reference here. I've got no idea. I know he wears hair plugs. Does he? I think so, yeah. Huh? You wouldn't do that, would right? you? No, never. No, I wouldn't either. No. And unfortunately, I didn't get my hair cut yesterday like I really hoped and planned to. You've been talking about this haircut for like five weeks. Now. Here's what annoys me, okay? I was like, we're getting out, we were getting out earlier today, and I was like, you know what? The place I get my haircut at closes at six. This is perfect. I can if we get out here at five, I'll just, you know, do a couple things. I get there, you know, get my haircut before they close, right? Right? Yeah, cool. So super awesome. Sounds like a plan. Let's go. And I get there like at five thirty and they're already closed. Yeah. I was like, you bleepers. So the only because I, I know people and I don't I'm not shaming anybody who's done hair plugs or had, had like hair surgery but like if, I think if you are if you've gotten it for free like Paul, I know Paul Rogers had a deal some other people have had deals and when I was working at 93 on the field there was one day where Drew Diener like God bless him comes in and he's like he's, tr- he's trying to figure out how to dance around the topic and he's like I'm not trying to say anything but like you know we have this we have this deal with whatever it is like hair club for men or wh- whatever it was at the time he was telling this to you 
Yeah, basically, like, trying to, like, ask if, like, I would be interested in doing, like, a like some sort of deal with them where they would do the surgery on me for free and I could be like a spokesperson, but not wanting to be like, Hey dude, I noticed you're losing your hair. <laughs> would you be? I was like, I was like, it, trust me. It's fine. I stopped caring a long time ago. I happen to notice I'm seeing my reflection when I look at you. I, I am curious. That was the worst part of it. Starting to lose your hair. He should have done. He said like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Just completely. What? Per- <laughs> I don't know. What- Give me a mirror. <laughs> this, this is all new to me. And then when you look in the mirror, you still pretend like you see a full head of hair. I was just like, <laughs> like yeah, you're the idiot. I was like, no, I'm good. But the, the worst part about losing your hair was how people would lie to you about it. Because you know if they're lying to you about it, that it's not a good thing. But, like, you know, my, I'd be like, I'm, I'd be like, my hair is receding. Like, I'm losing it a little bit. It's getting thin on top. And my mom would be like, no, it's not. And I'm like, this isn't like a – it's not a, ma- a matter of debate. This isn't like it, – it's like having, like, some sort of, like, scar on my leg. You either have it or you don't. Like, I, you, you can't be like, no, you don't. It's like – well, yeah, it's it's a fact. This isn't like I've put on a little bit of weight, and you say, "Well, no, you look the same to me." Like the hair's going. It's, really? it's a fact. Because the shirts I'm wearing are telling me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> one of you is lying to me. I don't know which one it is. I mean, so even if I obviously, so I came to you and I said, "Happy one year anniversary, Mike. Here is a, a, a gift certificate to get a toupee or hair, but would you still do it even if it was free?" No. Okay, because I wouldn't either. It would if there was like a because the the hair surgery sounds painful the way they do it. Like like they like they basically like inject you a bunch of like a million times on your head with like a little needle and they have to like cut open they have to like rip out your hair like all the way to the point where like you're bleeding they have to like sew your head back together it sounds all the whole thing sounds very painful it sounds like what joe dirt went through yeah i mean it's <laughs> just called a new wig thing. yeah <laughs> and like wig no but if there was like a if there was a magic pill out there that like Miraculously give me like a full head of hair back. Yeah, I'd probably do it. I'd give it a shot. Like, the, the Homer tonic. Yeah, like I don't care that much about my physical. I'm married. Who cares? Like you know, like, Mary's, Mary's gonna look at <laughs> so me. So if you she were seems fine. If you were single, would this be a different debate? Probably, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I, I probably still wouldn't do that. But if it was like a, I don't think I would do hair surgery. I wouldn't do like I don't care to do any of this, the the grifter stuff that's out there because there's a million like pills that don't actually work and a million like foams that don't actually work. Like I'm sure if there, there was an actual cure for male pattern pattern baldness easy for me to say like people would be you would be well known right everybody would be using it there's no cure out there there's stuff that may help like a little bit or may slow it down but if there was like if there was a magic pill out there i'd probably give it a go i mean there's like wouldn't mind having a full i love it when you go when i go to the uh like one time i got my hair cut and she she did kind of what you were describing she was trying to because oh don't we also have the, all these uh, shampoos in here these are help to get your hair thicker. I had, had that conversation too. And I'm like, too. what are you trying to tell me? As you're standing above me as you're cutting my hair. Like really? I the, mean, one of the last times I got my hair cut like in a salon. Saying, Please get this so I can still be your customer. She <laughs> gave me the same thing. She's like, it's great for hair, hair thickness. She's like, you're so young. And I was like, oh. and then she's like, it's sixty dollars. I'm like, no, not worth it. Because mine is getting thin on the top, which sucks because it stays long on the side. I'm looking. I'm getting like that. That uh, yeah, but you've had a good run. I'm getting like that. Wal- I'm getting like that Walter Frey look of the hair. You know, where it's all like long around the back and on the. It is a little frayed. And, and it gets tell uh, yeah. And this is probably, I think, mostly because, I mean, I could blame it on sports stress, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's particularly amazingly because I think the when I the cars, especially the Prius I was in, and even the one I'm in now, like I'm just I'm too tall. And my head will just rub against the top of the car. You're blaming it on the on the small car. I kid you not. If you had seen my Prius before I before I ditched it, like it was enough hair like on the top of the car to probably make you look like Fabio. This is uh this is fantastic spin zone right here. I love it. Spin zone. <laughs> blame it on the my car. My too small car is is the to blame for my thinning hair. It's <laughs> and then the Acura I had before that. I love. I had it. a lot of small cars. 
I wasn't exactly in the economical uh, area to buy a car that fit me perfectly. I had to just take what I could get. Take what you could get. Yeah, and usually it was a smaller car. So um, not the only uh, portion of life where you have that mentality. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I'm driving an 08 now. It's the newest <laughs> car I've ever owned. I mean, it's still over a decade old. Still gotta get that spare on the back. What, well, I've got it's, it's in the trunk. I know you just refuse it's, to put it on. <laughs> I kind of like it now because now it's kind of a, like a warning sign to somebody not to ride my ride my butt too much. Yeah, I'm not afraid to drive there's recklessly. A, there's like a, there's a giant spear on my rear end. I've been in an accident if you, before. You want to come up on it? I dare you. I actually almost got in a wreck on the way home last yesterday. People are crazy out there. So, uh, some uh, giant tool bag who didn't have his uh, lights in his and his 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 brake lights. Ooh. And I didn't realize he'd come to a complete stop, and I had to hit my brakes. And I had to slide over into the shoulder and drive right past him in the shoulder. Ooh. Because I couldn't stop in time. The guy behind me did the same thing. Did you give him a little look? Uh, I didn't even have a time. Didn't even have a chance to to give him the finger or a look. By the time I, I was, I slammed my brakes and slid right past him. Oh. Well, we've got plenty to get uh, through today. We've got. Uh, oh, I did something last night you'll like. I'm excited to hear that. We'll get to we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We've got the much the prodigal son, if you will, Fabio Basili, who I feel like we've been talking about for three months, <laughs> is finally a Cardinal. We'll talk about that. We've got um, the Washington Twins, Twins and Twins. New update. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be. Hold on, hold on, don't tell me. That'd be Robbie the running back. Correct. And Bobby the linebacker. You got it. Because of WR and LB. And Robbie technically more of a wide receiver, but can play running back. Running back skill, we'll call him the uh, athlete. It works. We've got yeah. a, uh, a, finally the Big Ten TV deal is set, and they say they're not done expanding. We'll talk about that, how it affects the ACC, how it <laughs> yeah, affects Louisville. I say I'm not expanding too sometimes. We're going to take some shots at, uh, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna take some shots at the KHSAA because they deserve it. Oh, what did they? Nah, you know what? It doesn't matter. We'll they get to it. Yeah. And then we'll have a, a, a TV show update. Uh, I've been watching something. I want to update it. I'm, I'm moving further along. I want to hear how Trevor's night was last night watching TV shows, but we want to hear from you as well on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. If you need to pick me up, Thornton's is the place. There are 65,667 of them for good reason. It's because they know what they're doing. Become a refreshing rewards member. It could hook you up with $10,000 in cash this summer with the summer cash bash, and it's also going to save you money at the pump every time you need to fuel up. If you're not a refreshing rewards member, it could not be easier to get enrolled. Just text 8031. Three um, and text that number and say second time I've done that in a row. Text rewards all one word to eight zero three one three today and that will get you enrolled as a refreshing rewards member. Trevor Kelsey, uh, Wednesday night, your big night. It's, that was it's, a, it's the Super Bowl. It's, it's your Saturday. How was it? How was AEW? What was the theme again this week? Quake, it wasn't Quake at the Lake. No, Quake at the Lake was last week. It was the this Rumble week, this, at the... the Rumble at the, <laughs> the Jungle. No, this week was uh, this week was House of Dragon. House of Dragon. Uh, Warner Brothers, who owns TBS, also owns HBO. And if you don't know, House of Dragon comes out on Sunday. Shameless. Are you going to watch on Sunday, by the way? No, I'm not going to watch ever. We've we've already we've already said this. I mean, I'm gonna watch. You got to give it a chance, I'm not right? Watching. No, I'm not watching it. You're a loser. No, I'm not. I'm done. You're gonna make fun of me for not watching something going so negatively, then you're gonna and you're gonna feel like a a total because crunch. I because I watched Game and, of and Thrones. I, don't want you, and I want you to remember this conversation because in a few minutes you're gonna feel like a crunchy tool. I watched Game of Thrones and I did not like the way it ended. I've got no interest in any of the sequels, prequels, whatever. I'm done. Well, I did actually finish the last episode of Game of Thrones last night, too, as well. But, but more importantly, AEW was a awesome show. Good. Uh, you had Kenny Omega return, which to, was no shock, I think. Love Kenny O. Uh, CM Punk dropping fire in, in a promo with John Moxley. 
and they couldn't keep separated. So instead of them meeting it all out, apparently they're going to wrestle next week in Cleveland for the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. Fun times in Cleveland again. Oh, I don't know what Cleveland did to get such a great show next week. I mean, I guess Come they, on down to Cleveland town, everyone. I don't know what the theme of next week's going to be except for here, Cleveland. Your sports team sucks. We're giving you an awesome AEW show. Take a look at both <laughs> of our buildings. <laughs> We've got a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell still uses a payphone? It's the, the hotel state of Minneapolis or outside Minnesota. Minnesota had a payphone, and above it it said, portable car phone. Good <laughs> I was Lord. like, what the hell? You're serious? So, yeah, it was it was a good show. Fun show. Uh, Dragon League got turned on then, but, you know, all in all, it was, a, it was a fun show from start to finish. Was Ricky the Steamboat back? <laughs> yes. He, uh, he, was a, he was the timekeeper for the awesome best two out of three match between Daniel Bryan and, uh, or Bryan Danielson, excuse me, and Daniel Garcia. And then later on in the show, he, uh, one of... Jericho's lackeys got smart with him, and he chopped him down behind the stage. Was that mm. a nice little fun little spot? Uh, and then after I watched AEW, I watched. Well, then I watched Sergeant Bilko, but then I watched. Uh, I watched the documentary on Woodstock '99. Oh, you did! Oh, look, he's now excited. I am excited. Look, you got thrilled there for quickly. Now you do feel crunchy about not refusing to watch one show that you said I wouldn't watch as well. So you, you're like, you'll never watch Woodstock '99. Well, yeah, because you already formed an opinion on it. And I watched it. And do you want my opinion? I said you, I didn't say you wouldn't watch it. I said that you would watch it and you'd have the same opinion as you had going in. Well, my same opinion, like what about the concert? That was more about Man Tateo, actually. What we were talking yeah, about I could, show. I couldn't bring myself. I was gonna watch one of the two. I and thought I was you like, would like the Woodstock thing. I couldn't bring myself to watch the Man Tateo one. Well, I, I told you, it's not like it's not like saying Woodstock was good. It's basically like the whole thing. It's more funny than anything else. There are some really horrible parts. There, there is. There are hilarious characters and hilarious moments. I did wonder to myself at some point, should what, what does it say about me that I'm laughing at certain things? I was laughing at all of okay, it. Okay, good. Cause well, I, almost all of it. Because when I was texting you over the weekend, I was talking about Up in the Air, and you don't like the movie. And I'm like, it's funny. And you're like, it's not a comedy. And I start thinking, maybe it's just me. It's not funny. Maybe maybe <laughs> I, maybe I it's my twisted mindset that finds this humorous. And I'm thinking the same thing as I'm watching. With, first of all, the very first scene. I mean, that's, if that's not The Miz, I don't know who it is. It does. Just, he a lot screams of right. Yeah. And he's like, it's Woodstock Night. That's got to be The Miz. There's no doubt in my mind it is. Uh... I, I mean, it didn't, it didn't. There was nothing I saw in the in the three three series three parts that I didn't know already. Well, yeah, I mean, but still, I knew, I, yeah, I knew it all. It was it was fun, kind of getting reminded of it. Uh, it, it get the two things that frustrated me most. One, and I know I'm you know beating a dead horse with this, but it, it never mind. And you say you don't even remember '94 either, but you're 15 minutes in, and they finally mentioned '94. And give it like six seconds, and then continue to pretend like it never happened. That's like it's, it's in like, my mind. I I'd forgotten there was a ninety four. I mean, I don't know was it the fact that ninety four was actually successful opposed to ninety nine. Was it that successful? It was. A, it wasn't. Now was as legendary as sixty nine. Giggity. No, of course not. Nothing's ever going to be. But it was. It was a fun concert. It went three days. It rained on the last day, which led, led to mud and, and humorous fun. It wasn't successful according to the ninety nine documentary and the promoters because it didn't make money. Which that's not what Woodstock was really all about to begin with. So that's, no, but also like nobody even remembers '94 Woodstock. It's sad because it was, there were some really good shows. Green Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, there was some actually some really good concert, and the show was fun as, as all get out. I mean, it was actually a Woodstock compared to you know what '99 was, which I kind of hard calling it Woodstock. So I mean, but it just that annoyed me. Always annoys. It still annoys me. And two, the the just unself awareness of the promoters. Oh yeah. Who they're, just they're like awful. who just have no idea that they are the evil ones who caused all this? 
the entire time. Whether it be the actual like stuffy guy in the building. They're classic villains who don't know they're villains. Or the hippie guy, yeah. I mean, at least even the hippie guy, Michael Lang, from the original Woodstock, uh-huh. like, he kind of, like, tried to... Pre- like, he would make excuses a little bit, like, I didn't even know what a mosh pit was, or... Yeah, he wasn't uh, He wasn't as bad as the other guy, who ba- at one point basically says, like... He blamed Limp Biscuit at one point. Well, he blames Fred Durst a bunch. <laughs> yes, he does. He blames Fred Durst a bunch. Not he's a... like, I didn't realize Fred Durst was a jerk. I'm like, you hired him to, like, in, to play in front of... What do you think he's going to do? His best song at the time was Break Bleep. It was like, our nookie, yeah. You knew he was go- like, you knew exactly what was going to happen, but at one point does kind of imply that, like, if you're a female going to a concert like this, you have to know that getting raped is a... Strong possibility. Yeah, he's like, like, he I think he says that. He's I think like, he uses like, that think, exact quote. Yeah, he's like things are gonna happen. Like you kind of have to know that. I was like, oh my god, like, like, he's te- he's ten times worse than the Michael Lang guy and the other promoters. But he does like the other guys don't come off. And the other the one guy who really annoyed me too is like the the guy who tried to be the hero. Like I knew that this was all bad. The guy who's like in the tech. He's like, well, which one? There was a bunch of them kind of like. Well, they that. filmed that guy who's like he's like. He's got like the technological boards behind him and stuff, and he's like, he's like, oh, I can't believe that they were doing this. Like, I'm like, dude, okay, we, we get it. Like, you you thought like, hindsight's 2020. The other yeah. guys are terrible, but you're also just like, I don't think you actually believe these things. And if you did, you could have done more to prevent. No, it. I don't. Yeah, I think they're just speaking. Like you said, in hindsight, I do love the guy who like took ecstasy the night, the first night of that it. guy. Yeah. And, and, no, 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 not that guy. I'm thinking of the other one. Yeah, you're thinking the one with the beard, I think. Exactly. That's yeah, who was this is always like he's like I went on the 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 uh, walkie-talkie and was like we need to get these people out of here. And they told me to shut I up. I wouldn't have done this. Yeah. Really. Um, two two words how why this should never be considered Woodstock rave hanger. Rave hanger. I mean, well, the, the, there, there's a million <laughs> different reasons why. Ra- those two words right there are why this will never be considered. This is why it was. I think at the time I used to call it MTV Fest. Because that's pretty much, it was just MTV wanting to make money, and they wanted to hold a concert, and they just stuck Woodstock's name on it to try to promote it. Except these people were, like, all anti-MTV. Like, it was supposed to be. Yeah, like, that was kind the, of, that I didn't, that part was, I didn't buy it. I, that, if it was an MTV fest, it would have been, like, Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera. But see, that's the thing. Limp Bizkit was, like, was MTV's rock and roll version. That's but what they, they were. They but were, they weren't at that time. Like, they, yeah, like they, they saw, like, the people at that concert saw Limp Bizkit as, like, the anti-MTV, and it was funny that they were taking over MTV because people were liking it. Like, that was kind of the whole thing. I thought that was a little overblown. I, I. With someone who was 19 at the same time as most of the kids there, except for, for some reason somebody sent their 14-year-old there, which I never, I didn't get that. They also showed at the very end. And that of person the kind of annoyed me too through the thing. Too. She got it, on my nerves. She acted like she was like this harrowing experience. At the very end of the concert, she's like crystal clean, like very like like she like, wasn't even involved in the in the festival at all. I'm like, were you really in there? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at least the one girl who like admitted she had to leave early because she got like bacteria in the mouth or something. And, yeah. And I kept hoping. I'm not. I guess I shouldn't say hoping. That's maybe things say, but. I was just waiting until the end to find out like something happened to that guy with the mullet, which caused his eyes to go crooked. I told you that guy. I mean, he, I was, he never left Woodstock. I, his mean, mind. I kept waiting when he was like, and then I got hit in the gut. And I'm like, and that's, this is it? I was like hot tub time machine waiting to find out how the guy's arm came off. Like, is, is this how did he get pounded against? Was that why he's got that look now? Is that what they're, they're rating the tent? Yeah. I mean, Maybe, cause that'd have been it. <laughs> so I'm just keep waiting. And finally it just, that's ends. He never shows up again. I'm like, what, did he fall down a well? He kicked the head of the mule? How did the eyes go crazy? What happened to this kid? Plus, he and his buddy <laughs> spent the entire documentary talking about how awful it was and all the things that went wrong and all this stuff. And at the very end, he's like, it was the best weekend of my entire <laughs> yeah. life. I was like, wait, what? Well, even the 14-year-old was like, uh, it was a great I'd go experience. back again. Would you send your kids? No. Well, seriously. Well, first of all, you probably shouldn't have sent your 14-year-old kid there. Yeah, 14. I mean, <laughs> that's absurd. Like, if I'd been 14 and gone to 94, I probably would have had a good time. If I'd gone to, I didn't, I didn't even want to go to 99 at 19. I just, I was like, screw that. That looks stupid. 
but uh, yeah, it was. I, I was entertained by it. Definitely, like I said, didn't. What's the whole thing? Is that, it, they're it, not trying to make you like Woodstock '99? I didn't. I didn't agree with the whole anti-MTV thing because I thought that was kind of. I mean, almost a lot of bands there were MTV bands to begin with. I mean, Limp Bizkit was all over MTV back in '99. They were, but they, again, like I mean, that, they, they, they were. They, they were, were seen were, as like kind of infiltrating MTV's corn the same way. Like, yeah, I mean, corn's a little hard, but like, Limp Bizkit was always like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I always saw him as kind of like a mainstream wannabe rage anyway. I think that, like Rage is like that really started like after '99, and they like, didn't even talk about. Yeah, it's true when he started doing the rolling and exactly. stuff like that. Yeah, because if you listen to the first, I saw Limp Bizkit concert at Ozfest was their first album, which had like the song Counterfeit on it and some other stuff. Like they were a little more hardcore then. Like they, they even softened up by Nookie. I mean that compared to their early stuff. So that, but that's you know, they no, I'm no no shame on it. I mean Metallica, like you don't even talk about Metallica playing. All you get is like one snippet of Kurt Hammett pointing out the hypocrisy of the concert. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rage was there. I mean, there, there was a lot of acts. They just didn't. I don't know. I, I guess they could have made it a little longer and, and put some profile on some of the acts instead of just spotlighting a few acts that probably. I mean, they didn't have any problem being there because right, Red, Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers was at '94 as well. But they just emphasized on like corn and for some reason Bush and 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 limp is like something so they can use them as a scapegoat of riling up the fans. Now tell me if you agree with this. I, I thought the guy who actually came off the best in the entire documentary was Jonathan Davis of Corn. Oh the the yes. The least, yeah, like I yes. thought he came like he is he comes off as very like introspective, like very yeah. like like he recognized the issues that were that were present there. Yeah, like he was he, good. The whole time I'm like, this guy rules. Like this yeah. like this guy should have been like let him be in charge of the next Woodstock if they're going to have one. Which, last question, I know we've, we've talked about this for too long. I kind of feel, I kind of feel like because of this documentary getting so popular, like there's going to be another Woodstock in the next few years. Well, let's, They're going to try to do it again. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be so much like the last one where it's all about money. That they'll try to disguise it a little bit more. They'll frame it as, because this one, it was so obvious that they didn't have a cause. They were like, it's gun violence for Columbines. Like, really? Like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> nobody's here because of that. Like, nobody, this is not the, the, no. the theme of the performance. And you've got, again, your headlining acts the first two days are Corn and Limp Biscuit, which don't exactly scream peace and well, love. Well, actually, Bush opened, it was the, the closing right. act on Friday. They, they played after Corn. Yeah, and Corn and Limp Biscuit was like the fourth to last act. They weren't, I mean, they were multiple Metallica and they closed that night. There was like three or four acts after them. But like still, yeah. the, the acts that people were there to see that yeah, had yeah, the biggest I mean, impact were the very like could not be more anti sixty nine Woodstock. Or even even ninety four. In ninety four had like Crosby Stills came in, Joe Cocker showed up, Santana. I mean, you had a mix of of current and old school. Santana only wanted to play all three, right? Cocker too, Joe Cocker. Uh, <laughs> it's always your trivia question. I know, and uh, so I mean that's well, he only played both because I don't count ninety nine. So I mean, you could have you could have mixed it around. I mean, there were and there were other acts that were there. That Do you were think there's mellow. gonna be another one called Woodstock? No, yeah, I bet there will be. I mean, but that's not. I love how that's the other thing the promoters act like them holding a three day festival was like some kind of like mission to Mars. Like Bonnaroo happens every year. We don't. I mean, it's two days. Coachella is a three day festival. Happens every year. Lollapalooza. I mean, Lollapalooza was currently. You had. Uh, 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 what's the one the the, the skateboarding one though the, they had a couple years ago you know the the walls um, I forget Van, Van Palooza Van Palooza or whatever I mean yes there's there's constantly ones it's not like doing a t- festival is some kind of like out of reach concept that you right. can't they can't do they just completely wanted to, they even mentioned it when in the I mean, we in their very brief '94 the promoter said it best '94 was a failure because we lost money yeah no exactly. it wasn't a failure it was a success. 
to everyone but the promoter. All right, we got some breaking news here. Um, no. Good breaking news. I'll also watch you drink Roger Rabbit after that. Good Lord. <laughs> Nine straight hours well, of television. Because I stayed up till 5 a.m. to watch the, the, the G1 Climax in Japan. Okay. All right, we have breaking news. Okada one, yeah. R.J. Jones, he's the number 24 running back in America, the number 332 overall player in the country, four-star running back out of St. John Bosco in California, <laughs> has decommitted from Cal. The Louisville of the West. He's decommitted from Cal. Uh, sucks for Cal. He's projected. He, he plays a little Calipari bit of running back at St. John University. Bosco. He's projected to be a safety at the next level, though. Six foot one, 195 pounds. I mean, it feels like it's kind of a foregone conclusion. If, if a guy from St. John Bosco is decommitting, I feel like we got a good shot at getting him. There has to be a reason. I mean, the the Ungalay's guy's the only one we haven't got, right? Yeah, we Ungalay. Ungalay is going to Ohio State, probably. Yeah, more than likely, he's like the only one we're not going to probably end up end up getting at least in, in the long run. Some, my buddy texted me earlier. He was like, "What if St. John Bosco goes like two and ten this year?" <laughs> like, Ooh, that's an intriguing question, actually. It's not going to happen. They're the number one high school team in America. I mean, uh, do you, you see the pass that Pierce Clarkson threw? No, I haven't first seen game? Oh, my clips. God. I put on news notes. It is a bomb. It's an unreal throw. Was it to the, the guy we're getting, the receiver? I don't know if it was to DeAndre Moore or not. DeAndre Moore, yeah. I don't think it was. But you want to call was, him DJ Moore for some reason. Yeah, you can call him whatever you want until he gets here. <laughs> but uh, RJ Jones, defensive back. He's a safety Projects to be a safety in college. Four-star player. Another kid out of St. John Bosco who's been committed to Cal for a while is decommitted. That's I love getting potentially very good player. news for us. We got more good news to get to you on the football front, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the new addition to the basketball team. Uh, it finally happened. We'll get into that, what it means. Could it be a big deal? What can, do you have, Trevor? Can I make my shirt that says got guards now and, and be okay? I mean, again, it doesn't really make sense, but okay. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I mean, you were like, no, you can't wear that because it won't be funny because we literally don't have any. Now we have three. Yeah, but like, I think guard <laughs> is still an issue for Louisville moving forward. Well, I didn't say what an issue. I just said we got some. We got some. We, we, have, mean, we, we have. People we, at Woodside 9 had water, but it had, you know, they wouldn't say it was a good water. We now have more than one guard officially on the roster. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. May have also at 99. You know it's kind of hard just to get along today. Our subject is I always hated the song. It's because it was. I mean, it sounds like something weird. A Yankovic would have done, right? It does. Hey, hey, do that brand new thing. Give it to me, baby. So, I have a friend. One of my favorite things is like remembering the old AIM screen names that we had back in the day, or AOL screen names back in the day. I had a friend whose AIM name was Fly for a W guy. What do you think, my right white guy? That person, I, it was probably already taken. It's like Twitter names. Yeah, but, but probably at this time. Yeah, that person who I knew as Fly for a W guy back in the day is now a doctor. <laughs> Another friend of mine was Mr. Pimpets, and he is now a lawyer. A problem I love attorney. that stuff. I mean, it was just great. Like, 
and and we all had them and and it was like it wasn't until we were getting ready to like apply for colleges like my buddy who was Mr. Pimpets was like I probably need like a new name like a new new email address because <laughs> you have to like put it it was, it was getting to the point where people were asking you to put your email addresses on like college applications and stuff and you didn't want to be like here's my 4.0 GPA I'm a governor scholar I'm a whatever and also email me directly at fly for a w guy 24/7 <laughs> whatever the hell it was uh, but it was just yeah a different era well, I picked micro well, five. that's where he got his uh his uh, is this uh, medical test set back to could have been like <laughs> could have been did i pass the uh was it the sat sat what do they take what do they take for the doctor mcat mcat that's right yeah yeah i took the i took the lsat for law school lsat yeah well the bar isn't it the bar exam is what you have to take bars lsat is what you take when you're getting into law school bar is what you take to become a, like a licensed practicing attorney i mean should, shouldn't graduating law school just be the same shouldn't that make you a lawyer well you have a juris doctor but if you want to like practice law you have to be a member of the american bar association and to do that you've got to yeah. pass the bar and that's in an in individual state yeah which I, I i mentioned on air a few weeks ago like one of my buddies actually L soccer legend clay tally who now is living in Asheville, north carolina he's lived like a million different different places but i got an email where it was like you've been asked to like be a character witness for like clay tally's application to the bar and i was like here we go <laughs> What can I say terrible they about this character guy? Character witnesses for that. <laughs> uh, you have to have like you have to have people who vouch for your your character. And I was like, what if I just talked about his soccer playing? Like in all the comments, it's like, well, could have used more. Uh, like the speed wasn't great as an outside striker, but you know he he finished. He was a great finisher around the goal. It was it was terrific there. Like just talking about how he bases his entire personality as a person on the, the soccer, soccer play, which yeah. he hasn't played now for he's 15 very, years. Very self, very very generous man. Always always gave the assist. I gave him a very nice review. He's gonna be great. I do. I do love that. Like I had. I have a buddy who we we had so many uh, shenanigans back in the day, and he's now like, like a cop. Mm-hmm. It's just that's always it's always fun thinking about the uh, things that people. Grow oh yeah, into. it's and there are a lot of. And then there's stories. me who has never grown up like a Toys R Us kid. Same right here. That's why, we, that's why we're doing <laughs> that's this. Why we're doing this. Why? No. That's why I dropped out of law class? And not yet. <laughs> I, I just. I just dropped out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right, we got to, we've got basketball news to get to here. We, we, I think that the the writing was on the wall last week. We mentioned this on Monday show when Fabio Basili came out and sort of put on Instagram, hey, like I'll be here in a week, like leaving town, like ready to go. And we're like, okay, I think this is going to get done. Um, it became official last night. This, the report came out. I think it was on three was the first to release. Fabio Basile has signed, officially reclassified, whatever the problem was with this transcript. They had said that it had gotten worked out. UofL then comes ahead and goes ahead and confirms that this morning and puts out the official release. So we now are at 10 scholarship players Woo. for the upcoming UofL men's basketball season. Two official guards. Two official. We got two. Ten guys. We can five-on-five scrimmage, people. Two guards. <laughs> we're feeling good about it. Fabio is here. Um, we're excited about that. Well, that makes three I guards more, now. Well, I mean, if, if we, four if you want to... So say Kamari Lands and Mike James. What about Hersey? Well, he's not a scholarship player. Oh, okay. okay yeah. yeah, two scholarship guards. Not bad. Sorry, I, I missed the... Well, we got, I think, six. I think I'm pretty sure all the walk-ons are guards. So we got six guards if you want to look at it from Trevor's perspective. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm sorry you're bringing that law school lingo here. <laughs> yeah, you got to specify what I'm saying here. Not really law school. I said we've got, we have two scholarship guards now. Be Mr. Technical. Which we do. But Fabio Basile joins the fray, and I, I think that, look... He's a guy that we've been talking about for a long time, so long that I had forgotten that we'd recorded the audio for the video that UofL put out today, like two months ago. Oh, hell yeah. yeah I remember like, that now. Like, Corey texted me. Uh, you were like, what do I call it? Is it Fabio? Is it Fabio, Fabio? or is it Fabio? <laughs> Thankfully, I was right. I was like, Fabio. Um, but he, it, it is, for, I clarified last night, it's Fabio, not Fabio. Fabio. Okay. Which one would you go by? We can call him Fabio if it gets bad. But <laughs> or Fabio kind of sounds better. He's Fab. 
if he gets badged, I'll probably not remember anything about his Fabio. name. Fabio. I'm like, Flabio? But last night, Corey, the UFO video guy is like, so we finally get to use that audio you sent me two months ago. I was like, oh, great. That's awesome. But I heard the video today. I was like, I don't even remember what I said. I was like, did I call him Fabio? Did I call him Fabio? I'm not even sure. Thankfully, I got it right. All right. Uh, but he he comes a little from the same high school that gave us Mike James, Oak Ridge High School. Big year for Oak Ridge. We're going to find out if any of these guys are, or either of these guys are big time college players. Not to players. be confused with Oak Hill. Not to be confused with Oak Hill. Um, Oak, Ridge. Oak Ridge in Miami. <laughs> Oak Ridge in Miami. That's Coached by uh, Carter, uh, Carter Knox's dad, a.k.a. Kevin Knox's dad. Wait, wait, wait. So if they're in the game together, can we call them the Oak Ridge boys? Sure. You can whatever you want. Can they? <laughs> they're going to come out and start laughing to Elvira? Yeah, Basili uh, averaged 19.6 points, 4.8 assists, and 4.1 rebounds per game last season at Oak Ridge. Led them to the Florida State semifinals for a second straight year. Shot 39.2% from three. Was honorable mention All-State. Scored over 1,600 points in his career. Um, had was kind of still pretty under the radar. wasn't very well known until this. Uh, he had a big early summer this year, and then a big Pangos All American Festival two summers ago in 2021. Pangos. Uh, he had a triple double there and scored, uh, averaged a team high 26.7 points. That's when he really broke out. He is a true point guard. He's listed at six foot four. I think he's probably more like six foot five, just based on the pictures of him and Mike James together. What some of the other listings have had him at. Um, I said this yesterday on, on the show. I think he's a like high-level, high-ACC-caliber passer. I think he handles it well. He's shifty. The, the, the big issue with me when it comes to his handling and his scoring ability is his inability to go left. He goes left, but then he always ends up coming back to the middle of the lane and finishing with his right. That's going to have to be improved upon. And then the outside shot. It's a funky release. It's low. It's a little slow. It's probably going to have to get fixed unless he gets here and like lights the world on fire from the outside and you're like okay don't screw with it but that's again neither here nor there at this point we're just happy to have some backcourt depth i I would not expect people are like well is he going to start and l is going to move over the two i don't think that that's the case i don't think he's that type of player i hope i'm wrong because you want every player to be that type of player i think he's going to be kind of a bench guy who comes in and can fill the point guard role for i don't know five ten minutes a night like that's probably going to be his role might need more than that well, I, I think you, I think the hope is that you have a guy like Lands or James who also can slide over and play the one if if it if the situation demands mm-hmm. it. But if I mean if Basile proves that he's capable of running the, the ship, then yeah, you play Lands and James where they're more more comfortable, which is off the ball. But we'll see. I mean, there's still we talk about these things as if we know them. We haven't seen any of these guys play really. No, I, I mean I love how you named all these stats and you finished off like, well, he's got a funky shot though. He does have a. You funky can't go shot. left. It's like kind of buried the two big leads on there. Also, you, you didn't really have to even like give all of his accomplishments to get a Louisville fans excited. Just to quote Jeremy McGuire, you had me at guard. He's a guard. You just had me. I mean, you're like, he's a guard. You're like, done. I'm happy. I'm pumped. I'm I excited. Like, Our expectations are so low for like the player as long as he's at a certain position at this point for the season coming up. L. Ellis was like last night. I was like, I, I don't want to hear anything else negative, guys. He's like, that's it. I'm done. He's like, he's like, he's like all I want is positivity from now on. I'm like, well. You can control that. You guys, if you win a bunch of games no. in November, the negativity will be gone. But Negati- until then, I think... Negativity? Negativity. Oh. I, until then, I think people are going to be a little bit still like, leery. But I, clearly, fans were excited about it. We needed another guard. Yeah. There's no question about it. We finally got it. And uh, we'll see how Mr. Basili can play. Also, good news is that he's going to be here next next week. Because 
you know, you've got to be enrolled in school next week. As of right now, as of last night when this report broke, he was not enrolled at U of L, which is something of an issue. But you want to get him in the fold before the actual full practices start, and so he can get involved in some of these late summer uh, deals. But he will be eligible officially with no. He will be eligible problem. to go next year. Okay. Uh, and if you're wondering, I know we his official like 24/7 Sports account was very low on information. It kept listing scholarship offers as from TCU and SMU. On three reported last night that he chose Louisville over scholarship offers from Kansas State, DePaul, Chattanooga, and Florida Atlantic. So you know, suck it, DePaul. That's <laughs> that's where I go with that. The DePaul rivalry continues. Yeah, eat it. They, they still haven't accepted my open. My, I, I, I accepted their challenge to trivia, and they never replied back to me. Good. They were like, oh, wait a minute. I'm scared. We didn't, we didn't expect him to say yes. I'm scared. I was just going to come and answer everything George Mike and. It just feels good to have a guy named Fabio in Louisville basketball. It is. It does. It, it does. You know, and, I, you know, some people said I look like a Fabio. I've heard that. It's the hair. Or, or maybe it was Flabio, but it was one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kenny Payne was quoted in the official press release today coming out and saying about Basile, we're excited to add another playmaker to this roster. Fabio is a fearless, confident, unselfish, and talented basketball player who will help our team on both ends of the floor. I'm super excited to have him as a part of Louisville basketball, a rich tradition that he will embrace and enhance. I did like well, That's a nice generic answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a press release. What do you think? I, mean, I feel like they was like, which one do you want to go with, coach? Press release one, two, or three? He's like... Surprise me. I mean, have you never read a press release <laughs> yeah, I know, He's I not know. gonna be like he needs to go work on his left hand. <laughs> I've heard rumors this shot is low and kind of funky. <laughs> now Basili last night when he was quoted in the on three story, I kind of liked the way that he phrased it. And if you're having I mean he sort of he, he seems to be a guy who understands expectations. He understands that in a normal cycle, he's probably not going to be a guy who's offered a scholarship by a program like Louisville. He comes out and says, I chose Louisville because it was the best best environment for me to succeed from the coaching staff to my education. I view myself as a team player, an energy spark to the game, a coachable student of the game, and someone who is ready to sacrifice for my team. Basically being like, I don't care about – I'm not coming here to play 35 minutes a night, at least right off the bat. I'm here to do whatever you guys tell me I need to do, and I'm going to work hard to get on the floor, but I'm all I'm all for the team, no, which is good. Which I'm okay with that. I, I think he – I mean, he's somebody who probably accepts the fact that if Louisville's not in the situation they are, that he might not be coming exactly. to Louisville. And, exactly. You know, he's going to take advantage of the, uh, the situation, and if he's going to – you know what, it, it, and that's all we kind of really need. I mean, uh, knocking on wood that Ellis can make take strides forward and, and, and play some nice minutes and stay on the court that we just need somebody to come in and be, give us, like you said, 10, maybe 12 minutes of just, if anything, just, just energy. Yeah. Hustle. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm not asking you to come in and be a, you know, drop 20 points in, in, off the bench on somebody. You know, if you do, it's nice. But I just want you to come in and really just don't screw up. But yeah, basically, you don't, I'm not asking you to, win, to be a Trent Dilfer. No, don't win the game. Just don't lose it. Don't turn the ball over. Get the offense started. Get the ball in the hands of the playmakers. That's, yeah, that's what your role is. And then if you can defend, I mean, he's got everybody can defend. He may not be the most athletic in the world. I think he's he's athletic enough to defend well. well. He said he's but he's six, six five. Yeah. He's got a good wingspan. Like he should be able to defend most point guards in the ACC if he learns technique and, and has enough lateral quickness. But when it comes down to it, like. He needs to, and this is the—I feel like this is the comparison that's always going to be made when you get a kid in this type of situation. It's going to be to Preston Knowles because he needs to fill that Preston Knowles role. Where his freshman year, like nobody was asking Preston Knowles to come in and score, like be instant offense. We wanted him to come in, defend, and not screw up when he was on offense. And if he made a couple of shots, awesome. And he carved a niche for himself on that team by doing just that. And then sort of his role increased, his role increased, his role increased, and then boom, he's an all-Big East player and the leading scorer on a team by his senior season. I think that's what you hope from from Basile. Like, you're not going to be playing big-time minutes, so come in, bust your ass for as long as you're on the floor, 
defend the hell out of people and get the offense going. Like that's they that's your role. I assume Fabio has to put on a lot of weight too. What does he weigh? Like one sixty or something? He's I think a little bit more than that. I think he's one seventy five is where he's listed at. But for being six five, that's, that's that's not good. Yeah, that's 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 skin and bones. But that's not you know that's understandable because he is also reclassifying. He was supposed to be twenty three, right? Well, so he was originally twenty twenty two. He reclassified to twenty three. So now he's back in his original class. Like he's so he's, so he's, so he's, so he's eighteen. He's eighteen. He, he's okay. a full on. Never mind. Then. Yeah, he would. He, he's in the class that he should be in, basically. Right. Thought that. I, I thought. Yeah, when reclassified, I knew. I knew you said he originally was in twenty three and moved up. I didn't realize okay, he moved up, moved back. Yeah, he's, he's, it's a re, it's a rare re reclassification. Well, what does that do? Is that, I don't, he's because he's not ranked, right? He's not ranked. At anything, okay. He's, they gave him three stars according on, on three, but he's not in like the top 150 or anything like that. <laughs> Thanks on three for actually throwing us a bone once. Yeah. Surprised they just when they announced that they, when they broke the news of him, him being eligible, I'm surprised they didn't throw a butt. His on shot P. is wanky. <laughs> on P. <laughs> on P. That's what we call him. Oh, so that's good news. It's, it's good news on a Thursday. To get us ready for a weekend. Now, the, que- I love the follow-up question that I keep so getting. So it's a three-day weekend because of this. We've been waiting for, <laughs> for this Fabio Silly news for, I mean, really since like early July. I, I said two months earlier. It's basically been like a month and a half. Everybody thought this was going to happen. We've already kind of been considering him on the roster slightly anyway a kind little of, bit. Yeah. And the only question has been whether or not they could get the transcript worked out. Yeah. They did. Um, props to, again, whoever our Sandy Bell is. I love that everybody knows Sandy Bell. Nobody really knows who, who like our Sandy Bell comparison is. But whoever that person is, well done. We got it done. I think it's Bobby Horn. Shout out to Bobby Horn. We love you. I don't know why. Bell is the opposite of Bell would be Horn to me. Bobby, Bobby <laughs> Basile is the Cardinal. But now, like after all the, the six weeks of like, what's up with Basile? What's up with Fabio? Are we, get, are we getting Fabio? We get Basile, and finally people are like, <laughs> immediately, they're like, cool. Is the roster done? Are we getting anybody else? Would you say, I think the roster's done. I mean, we're at 12 total, right? With, 10. No, to, to, with, to un, with with walk-ons? No, not with walk-ons, but who cares? Like, you can have as many walk-ons as you want. We have 10 scholarship players. The limit's 13. Okay. Well, I thought you couldn't. I don't think you have as many walk-ons, can you? I thought you were only allowed lot. to have like 15 guys on the bench or something. We had like, right? I mean, they, you, but you don't have to dress them all. We had like oh, se- okay. Max second season, we had like seven walk-ons. But the only walk-on we really have of any significance is Hersey Miller. We have Hersey Miller, as far as like playing time. They could play, yeah. Yeah, we have uh, Kenny Payne's sons, and yeah, and then the him. other two I've been told. Like, one of them I think can actually play, but I, I can't remember their names, um, which is not a good sign. But <laughs> apparently can play really well. One of them can't. I mean, who's to say? Like, I've got no idea. I don't That's know who these people are. Touche. Yeah, I've got no clue. Um, <laughs> but we'll find out. Eventually, we'll learn all the players. We'll figure it out. But hey. Live alive, October twenty first. We'll get, a, we'll finally get a glimpse of this process. But my understanding is the roster is set. If, now, if there were to be like somebody, I mean, who else could you add at this point anyway? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be somebody who is like currently playing for another school, like sort of a Mason Faulkner situation last year, where he's at Colorado, has an injury, decides he doesn't want to play for Colorado, gets his release, and he becomes available. Or just gets like kicked off the team somehow, maybe. Or, or... an incoming freshman who just, you know, at the last second, like gets to school and is like, eh, I don't want this. Like that would be the only situation where I think you could add. I do think there's, like, I think Payne now, because of the perception of scholarship reductions coming, is probably cool with just, like, leaving it at three. I don't think there was, because people have asked, is that was that the whole plan? Is that why we're only at nine scholarships at this point? No. I think originally they wanted to add at least two more players and get to 11. Sure. And then there were some guys that they chose to pass on, some guys who chose not to come here. And I think at 10 now, they feel like, okay, if we have to give up two next year, we're, we're set to do that because they think they're going to get a lot of guys back from this year's group on next year's team. And obviously, mm-hmm. we're putting a lot of our eggs in the 2023 class basket. That's going to be a good basket of eggs. Here's hoping. Um, 
502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Texas says Fabio's highlights aren't too shabby Sorry. The puns are going to be so bad, right? Uh, <laughs> that person's so proud of that he texted it in twice. <laughs> Texas says Fabio has a Lonzo Ball type release. I think that was actually where I, where I, mean, I, I first compared it to. What I we talked about him a few weeks yeah. ago. I was like, yeah. he looks like a Ball family member. It's it, it just again, if it goes in, fine. But he shot he, the 39.5% in high school is a little bit like usually that does not translate. If you're an elite level high school shooter, you're shooting close to like 50%. And that mm. means you're going to be like around a 40% shooter in college. 30, everybody's numbers are going to dip. It's tougher to get shots off. You're, you're more tired. You've got longer defenders. Like, if he's not hitting it at a high clip early on, I think Kenny Payne and Nolan Smith need to be like, all right, let's get in the lap. Let's fix this thing. Because you can't shoot from that low. It can't take that long at this level. It's just you're not going to get that shot off. Texas, I mean, but they're uh, also not hoping him to be even, even worry about him shooting. Like you said, we're, we're, not yet, his, but yeah, eventually. His role at this point, at least for this year, for the most part, is... Dribbling the ball, passing the ball, defending the ball. Exactly. Right now, that's all they care about. But you know, you're, you're still working with guys for the future. If you want I mean, him to yeah. be an offensive contributor, like he's he's gonna have to fix. Yeah, that we shot. don't want defenses to, to run a you know triangle two and just leave him wide open or something. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Uh, Texas, how big was Shea Gilgis' Alexander? He seemed pretty wiry as well. Just curious. That you know what's weird is that he's when, like six, when six, you so. described him, that's who I kind of pictured as well, visual, uh, like physically. But if he ends up being like three fourths of Shea Gilgis' Alexander, yeah. I think we'll be we'll be good with that. I mean, I don't want Shea Gilgis was not the biggest recruit coming in, if I remember right. He but, wasn't, but he ended up being very yeah. good. I mean, I think he was he obviously ranked a lot higher than, than Fabio, but I mean, I don't think he was. I mean, TJ, TJ's listening. He'll text it and let us know. But I remember him being. I was thinking Shea was still like a four-star kid though, like top 100. I don't think he was like he was ranked in like the 60s or 70s. I would think. I don't. I don't think he was that low. I think he was like top 40. Oh, it? even that. Okay, well then, yeah. Then, then there's really, yeah. Then you're really setting your expectations. Then, yeah, because I remember when I first saw him, my first thing I thought of is he might have been Michael Carter Williams. He was number 31 in that class. Yeah, yeah, four-star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's six-six. He's got an inch on Two Fabio. Completely different. Yeah. But same way. I mean, I think you hope that. I mean, yeah, but there's a lot of guards that are six-five, 180 pounds in college. I mean, he killed us too. <laughs> Gilgis Alexander was just destroyed yeah. in that game. Um, Texture says, does Trevor understand that walk-ons are not part of the ro- of a rotation? Well, it can be. Really? Don't t- don't tell that to Tim Henderson. David Levitch. Yeah. Although they weren't really part of the rotation. They just, every now and then, they were like, Rick was like, get out there, play. Well, I mean, that's what we may need from Mercy. Uh, we, we, you may not be wrong. Texas says we got some length on this team. We start, we have that. There's no question about that. You want length? We got length. I'm thinking zone, baby. I'm, I don't know if Kenny I'm thinking Payne's thinking two, three zone. <laughs> I've said this before. We may have to, you we know, many Kenny Payne pre- may have to play differently this year than he wants his, like, his mentality, his system to be moving forward because of this unique roster. If zone is the best look for this team, play zone. Give us the best chance to win. What does zone do to help you in terms of your guards? Hides them. Keeps them out of foul trouble. That too. It keeps them out. You're you're less likely to get fouls in your, especially in your guard position when you run zone. Now, obviously, there's pros and cons to everything, but that's if you're trying to keep Ellis on the feet on the on the field on the court, particularly on offense, which is where you specifically need him. Then you may have to run some zones and, and kind of, like you said, hide him, which is protect sure. him from foul trouble. Texas, I see the relief from Cardination just for getting one guy. In an ordinary basketball offseason, would you still be excited about getting Fabio? No. I mean, we'd let's, be. Let's be frank. I mean, no. well, I mean. He's not a top 150 kid. There would be, we would talk about it, but I don't know. If, Excitement would not be the word. I don't even know if there's excitement with this one. With there is, is right there? now. Mm-hmm. I think people are really trying to talk. This is, but is the excitement just because of what he plays, not who he is? 
Yeah, but this this also this is going to happen anytime there's a new head coach. You know this. Like, like uh-huh. any, people are. It's new. It's fresh, especially when the last regime was viewed as a failed regime. People want this to be better. People want this to. They want to buy the hype. There's excitement here, and so when you have a guy like Fabio Basile, people are going to say if the coaching staff thinks he's good enough, we're going to trust in KP. Let's get this done. But to answer the question, like in a normal Louisville off season, which is, I mean, one of the six best programs in the history of the sport. I keep saying that. Would fans be excited about a kid that has no number next to his name when it comes to ranking? No. And is that I, I and I know like we've had two-star Russ Smith and Eric Wood and everybody throws those same examples out there. He might wind up being a fantastic college player, but we're talking about right now in this moment. If we signed like if if this is next summer and it's 2023 and we've got we've signed one kid from the 2023 class and it's Caleb Glenn and we're adding a no-name like no ranked prospect, are people going to be like over the moon and getting themselves pumped up about this? Of course not. Like this is, but this is not a normal situation. This is, we are in a unique off season. Kenny Payne didn't have a chance to recruit the 2022 class. He still managed to get Devin Reed when he became available. He held on to Kamari Lance, which he does deserve credit for. And we're dealing with the unknown from the NCAA. Like that's still looming out there. But for right now, fans are going to talk themselves into Fabio Basile. But to answer the question, no. I think that that's it's fair to say. Fabio was in middle school when this all started with this way. He was like three. <laughs> he, was, he, was con- <laughs> he was conceived the night we were charged. Babio. <laughs> Texas, I'm sorry, but I see Sideshow Bob when I see Fabio. He's got the hair. Does he got, Does he have that hair? I haven't looked look at a he picture does. of him. I like his look. I like Fabio. Nothing wrong with the hair. Well, that the hair makes you think... Uh, a ball family again too, wouldn't it? Didn't one of the balls have that hair? He might be a, a ball family supporter. Okay, he's got the look. A lot of kids like they started doing that. Is like, he cousin? like one of my like my nephews, who's like the big basketball player, like he started kind of shooting that funky form when he was like in sixth grade. Like it became like a trend. I don't. We gotta fix all these kids. We gotta fix all these kids' shots once they get to college. Texture says, if you remember the Kentucky versus Arkansas game when Cal got kicked out and UK was losing, Kenny Payne went straight to a 2-3 zone and it won the game. I do remember that. I don't, but that, I mean. Because fans were like, because Cal, it's one of the things that they get on him about. He's so yeah. stubborn, he's so stubborn, he's so stubborn, he won't change. And then Kenny Payne finally made like the the logical choice, which was go to 2-3 on these non-shooters, and UK came back and won. I hope that this is the case. Like I I want, I, and I hope fans understand this too. That like Just because, let's say we do play a heavy dose of 2-3 zone this year. This may not be how it is moving forward, but if Kenny Payne wants to do that in year one because of these quote-unquote unusual circumstances, then I think that's fine. Give this team the best chance to win. Like I know we all want bigger and better things for the future, but for right now, you owe it to the kids that you have on your current roster. You owe it to the fan base to give this team its best possible shot at winning, and if that's playing 2-3, then play 2-3. I mean, if you if you were to tell me the kids crab walking would give me a better chance right. of winning, I would, let exactly. them, I would say do it. I don't care if they're they're playing, you know, with their hands in their back pockets. I, I, I don't give a bleep what system you're running. If you're giving me the best chance to win, I say do it. You don't even have to be a system guy. You you can yeah. morph, you can you can mold yourself to your roster every single season. Like all these guys in college basketball have coached long enough that they know the basic tenets of most systems of college basketball. Like everybody is coached in a program at this point that has played strictly man or played some two, three or played some sort of variation that's pressed, that's been up tempo or that slowed it down. That's played the pack line. Like, you know, the base. And you know what? If you don't, there's a bunch of YouTube videos out there. Like you can find, it's very easy. There are coaching clinics and there are coaching clinics online. I mean, there's nothing that you can't find. To there's learn on nothing you-, you can't. The world is at your fingertips. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's sport life in the bedroom, just YouTube it. I mean, it'll it'll be there. The answers are out there. The answers are on YouTube. That's where we go to. 
I've asked this before, probably, but you know, you know, doom, doom, doom. Yep. Marijuana affects the memory. Uh, do you are you are you anti zone, right? Are you no? You're you're okay. You're cool with zone. Cool with zone. I thought you made fun of. You're a Syracuse make fun of because they're the zone team. Well, I like saying two three zones for cowards, but I don't actually believe it. Okay. If I was a college basketball player, I would love to go to Syracuse because I would just want to bomb threes and play zone. <laughs> I mean, I'm more of a man to man guy, but I, I I don't mind zone myself. I like. See, I'm, I'm more, a matchup zone. I was a huge Temple fan. I, I love the Temple matchup zone in the in the '90s. So I'm 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 of the Rick Pitino belief, which is throwing a bunch of different defenses at teams in the middle of games is the best thing you Ooh, can do. I love when he was switched from man to man to zone, just where the ball goes. Yes. Incredible. I, I mean, mean, make off misses. Uh, you go man off misses. Uh, zone off mi- uh, makes. Love it. Like, I thought that was great, not just because it, it screws with the team's mind during games, but because when you get to the postseason, you can play a variety of different. Mm-hmm. You can play whatever style fits best, and that's I think the biggest reason why Patino has been so good in the NCAA tournament is that most coaches on two days rest or one day to prepare for for an opponent, they struggle. Patino, his teams play a million different styles in the middle of the season. Like we we had teams that played very fast. We had teams that played slow. We had teams that launched a bunch of threes. We had teams that worked the ball inside. We had teams that played more man. We had teams that played more zone. They all played a little bit of everything, though. And by the time they got to the tournament, if there was a, a team that you know had a specific weakness that they could attack, they knew how to attack it. And I think that, to me, is the best philosophy. Be a chameleon. And I hope that Kenny Payne can do I a little bit of that. Million. We've got, I mean, you've got a lot of experience on your staff. Danny Manning's coached and played in, in a number of different styles. Nolan mm-hmm. Smith the same way. Yep. Josh Jameson doing what he was doing at Oregon, which we still don't really know what it was. <laughs> but he was there for so long. He we was there for a long styles time. Were the involved. players love him. Yeah, I'm sure he knows a lot about <laughs> basketball. These guys can help you out with that. Like I think that it, that's maybe the best approach you go for in year one. All right, we have to go to break because we're at the end of the first hour. We'll come back. We'll take some more text on this as well, and then we'll move on to a couple of football recruiting notes. Uh, we're celebrating Ryan Lemon's birthday here on the Mike Rutherford Show. We'll continue to do it for two more hours. Live on 1450 and 96. One, the big X. This one's for you, Ryan. Back in the Mike Rutherford Show, second hour here, reminding you guys again, it's still hot out there, although it's thankfully not as hot as it was last month. We're feeling pretty good in August so far. If you do have AC problems though this summer, one place to go is our friends over at AirServe, the best reason to hit up AirServe. They've always got a technician available for you. If your AC goes out at 4 in the morning, someone's going to be there to take your call and help you out. Give them a call at 502-264-9662. You can also visit their website. They call it the best uh, website in all of HVAC, uh, the world. That's what they say. That's, that's out there. HVAC Magazine named the best website in the world. Uh, airserve.com backslash Louisville. It's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com backslash Louisville. Whether it's too hot, too cold, too dry, or too polluted, Airserve, make sure you are comfortable and breathing the highest quality air in your own home. You know service is complete opposite of Airserve? What's that? Is the people who run the toll booth, uh, the toll company place for the bridge. Is, this is a standard radio thing. If you have an issue with the Riverlink people, you, have, you have to talk about it on air, right? I mean, why? Well, they I, do suck. We all know it. 
for first of all, I haven't issued anybody talking about it in the air because like that's why I get paid. They're like, we're not gonna pay you. We're just gonna let you grieve your air, <laughs> air your grievances on. Radio. Why you do the show for free? I do. Yeah, just so I can complain and <laughs> sit back, people. I got a lot of problems with all of you. A lot of, of problems with you guys. Um, so I got my I got this rubber link bill. I think we were talking about it today. You had one too. I've got one too. I gotta pay it. I know. And I went. To, so I went. I, opened, I finally opened. I've had it for a couple of days. And I, was, I haven't even opened it because I just didn't want to look at it. And I opened it and it was like it's like due on the 18th. I'm like, oh crap. So I was like, I guess I'll pay it. So last night I, I called the number, go through the, the you know the all the the hoops and jumping through everything. After like press two to pay a thing, I hit press two and he's like press three to press something. It's impossible. I, I had to press two like 20 times for it to finally register. I was getting so frustrated. So finally I get through that. I finally get to pay it. I put my credit card in and I pay it. Like say your name, you know yada yada. And like now hold for confirmation and it hangs up. I'm like oh, that's what they do. Kate did it. Do? Did it this go is through? Who they are. This is what they do. So I call back again. I go through the spiel, and it's like, so it's the same amount due. And I'm like, okay. So I put in my credit card number to the pay. Please wait for your confirmation. And it hangs up on me. They're like, you're a loser. I'm like, what Four the hell? times in a row I did this. This is like almost an hour of my time. I paused AEW for this. This is how I felt with DirecTV. So after the fourth one, I said, screw this. I ripped up the bill. I said, if they try to give me a late fee, I will I will burn them to the ground like, like a Targaryen. I'm not. I'm not gonna try to pay it again. I'm done. They've got their money. If they didn't get it, that's their problem, not mine. I love, I love where your head is. I'm not. They're not getting a dime from me. Another one from that from that invoice number. I still love Which, your... by the way, I have memorized because I typed the damn thing in six five six nine six nine four one. There's my invoice number. People pay it for me. Oh boy. <laughs> I memorized the damn seven digit number. Troy, get legal on the phone again. <laughs> I like that your mentality when it comes to paying bills is very much mine. Like, just, you know, if I don't have to open it. I'm not going to get to that. If I don't see it, it's not there, right? So my buddy, uh, Danny. I'm glad I waited. AKA, <laughs> AKA Podcast Trevor. Yeah. Freshman year at Dayton. He basically was, like, about to get kicked out of Dayton because you had. Did he eventually get kicked out of Dayton? We, we'll never know for <laughs> sure. So he, back in the day, you have, like, you, you could get a couple of, like, alcohol violations if you were drinking. Or you also, like, we, our dorm area had, like, three different wings. There was, like. Two that were all male and then one that was female, but they all were in the same building. And so you weren't was allowed... Was it floors or wings? Wings. So, like, our wing had six floors, but there was we were connected to two other wings in our building. Okay, so it's kind of, I'm, I'm yeah. picturing it now. Okay, I got you. So I was on the sixth floor, which sucked, but whatever. Nice uh, building. But, like, our, one of our friends from high school was a was a girl who, like, had friends, like, in our same building. It was cool. Like, we would hang out with them and some other girls that we knew. But, like, they had visitation rules. Like, you couldn't be in a girl's dorm room after, I think, midnight. And... We all got caught a few times, like dude, like not anything like nefarious, but like just like hanging out, like drink, eating pizza, like after coming in yeah. from like going out in the night and stuff. So da- like three visitation violations or some combination of two alcohol violations and three visitation violations was supposed to get kicked out of school. Wow, that's kind of harsh. Danny was over the threshold. He also was failing like five of his classes. And didn't so help. his <laughs> so his very mature response, like in college, towards the end of our second semester was just not to open his mailbox in the dorm room. So we'd walk through the lobby of the dorm room every single morning, and he'd be like, looking pretty full today. He's like, he's like, don't know what's in there. He's like, they can't kick me out if I don't check the letters. <laughs> I, I swear me and Danny are kindred souls. <laughs> the similarities are, he also knew he was transferring to UK at this point, so he's like, what are they going to do? He's like, he's like, I'm just going to school. 
Um, I'm amazed they only give you like like. I mean, I guess it was a pretty harsh philosophy. It was. A, I mean, he said hard. he was over and he was still there though, so I guess they're not too strict about kicking. We'll out never three, know. But, he may yeah. have gotten kicked out. He may have gotten the letter. He just never opened it. So we just he finished freshman year. I think like three of his credits transferred to UK anyway. I mean, do they have like do they have like security walker? Like nothing in the Woodstock would crack me up. Is the, the RA the Peace Patrol? That was basically the, <laughs> the RAs were. Okay. We had a very cool RA my freshman my first semester of freshman year. He then, because he was a little too cool, I think, left school the next semester. And then we had the worst, biggest loser RA of all time. Like, See, we I, went from having an RA who would openly drink with us on the floor to having one that was like, I'm smelling some cigarette smoke on your clothes when you're like, to other people. I was like, get clothes. this guy out of my face. He, he wrote me up, and I was so mad about it. It was awful. Like, I don't, again, as you know, most of my experiences in life are based on what I've watched in movies. Yes. And. Like, I've never actually met an RA. Like, when I think RA, like, my mind automatically goes to Polly Shore and son-in-law. Because that's where she met him. She, he was the RA on the floor. Like, it's, that's just kind of, like, what wow. I think an RA is going to be. My actual because, experience was two very different RAs. Because the one time I did, like, somewhat stay in a dorm, I was, I didn't go to, I the girl I was dating did, and she lived in the dorm. And, like, she hers was, like, a building straight up, and it was, like, guy floor, girl floor, guy floor, girl gotcha. floor. It was, like, that kind of scenario. And, you know, I would always... <laughs> I, I guess her RA air quote it was cool because like I would you know be there for a couple of days at a time and she had her own solo room but I'd, I'd always like I'd go to like walk to the bathroom at like one in the morning or something and another girl would, like pass me like just kind of look at me like what are you what are you doing on this floor like some of them were cool. why are you walking out of the because I was like because she originally she was like you have to go down to the next floor to use the men's bathroom well that lasted what like a day for me yeah. you know me I mean I'm like screw that right it's two in the morning I'm just I'll lift the seat up. The only time that the, the the loser RA was like cool with something was I for some reason don't I mean, nineteen I don't know where nineteen year old Mike's head was I had this in my mind that I wanted to bring a big trash can into our dorm room so I wouldn't have to walk out to them to like the main floor and go use the trash so I carried this gigantic that's brilliant I carried this gigantic metal trash can all the way through the Dayton student news neighborhood call it a ghetto I don't know if they can still call it that anymore you can uh, I took it from like these like the very back end where there was like a it was like from a museum. And I carried it all the way. It's a property of somebody on yeah, the side. Yeah, it was huge. People were like cheering me on. I'm carrying it over my head. Like I'm, I'm taking up this gigantic hill where our dorm room was. I sneak it in past the front lobby people. How do you sneak in a giant trash can that people see you carry? I waited for like one of my friends to distract him. Like sprinted to the elevator. We get up to the floor, and there apparently while we were out partying had been a huge fight on our floor, like blood on the walls and stuff. And there are like three RAs. And they're all like talking to the people, and they're like, and I come out of the elevator with this gigantic metal trash can, and the our our RA like I'd never heard like get flustered or whatever looks at me, just Rutherford, Jesus Christ, he goes, get out of here, like not no punishment or whatever, it was like I can't deal with this right now. I ended up. Did, did you think you were coming to the brawl with a trash can? I have no idea. <laughs> you were, were going to walk in like Triple H and hit somebody in the head with a trash can? We were on the sixth floor. <laughs> I ended up taking it down to the fifth floor and then walked up the stairs on the other side and brought it into our dorm room. <laughs> we woke up the next morning. This thing smelled worse than any. I don't know. I guess I just didn't smell it because we were so drunk. I like it. It was awful. We take it out to like the main room. Everybody on the floor hates me because it stinks up the entire floor. I went from like the, like the coolest like college move of all, like, what are you doing? Like, this drunk guy's being hilarious to like. What, you ruined the whole floor. Like it was terrible. It just had crap right in the bottom of it. Like, it was not good. It was, it was a terrible decision. <laughs> was it the worst decision you made in college that year? Yeah, it's up there. Because <laughs> I could have got in big trouble. It was not really the only thing. That's not the only trashy thing I brought home that year. It was very, very <laughs> stupid. Uh, Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. We'll take a couple of texts here before we shift the conversation to some football recruiting stuff. Uh, Texas Fabio, there it is. A higher rate of recruits than Russ. 
which means Fabio will be a number one draft pick. I, I like the line of thought. <laughs> the mind, mindset, three yeah. star over two star. He's almost he's twice three as good. stars. Look, I mean, T Will was a three star too, wasn't he? I think T Will was a four star. He's borderline. I always thought he was a three star. I guess it depends on look. Whose side are you looking at? I think he was a four in all of them. He was. He was sure? A, he was a pretty big guy coming out of high. I thought every everybody, unless they're like a guaranteed five star, is always either a four three three two. It's always a, it's always a hat a split between the star ratings. Isn't there it? are very few our definitive top one fifty prospects anymore that are three. Like it's almost all four stars. Basically, like every class will have about Real? no. Yeah. Basically, if you're if you're one if you're around well, hundred you're not you're not a four star level in my eyes. Well, well, the Trevor rankings may have it a little bit different. Hey, but come on, that's that's like that's a that's a, that's giving somebody a trophy for showing up. I mean, if you're ranked 120, you're 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 probably a borderline too high two star. You're no four star. I mean. Trevor, you can start your own side if you want to, buddy. I don't know. What I mean, like. I might as well. I mean, we'll, we'll so they are like they're on T in the 2023 on TK, <laughs> on TK, TK Sports. In the 2023 class, there are 14 five stars, and then you have to go all the way down to. Still going, still going, still going. You have to go all the way down to Enhance. number Enhance. number Enhance. 102 is the first three star prospect in the class. So you basically have like almost a hundred four star prospects. Four stars like the de facto, where it's like we're just gonna give you four stars. If you're you're pretty good, you may not be the best of the best. We're gonna give you four. I think fast and loose with the word pretty good too as well. There, I mean, no, again, I don't. Do you not do you not think it's a little, they're a little too loose with the star ratings? I I'm not gonna. Right. I mean, it's recruiting. What do you like? It's it's an inexact. Then, then they're like, well, you get a four star. He was a bust. It's like, well, maybe probably because he should have been a two star ranked at 112. There is a big difference between. I mean, if we were doing this like lot, you would have a system where it's like everybody's based on like a zero to 100 scale, and you'd have like some sort of rankings that was you know thorough, and you'd have like a, he's a 96.2, and he's an a because there's a very big difference between like the number 16 player in the country who's a four star and the number 100 player in the country who's a four star. There's a big difference between the 16 and the guy's 22 probably. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like you know, it, it again, it's an inexact science, but this is it's safe for the recruiting people to do it this way, right? Because if you have if you have fewer five stars, you have fewer opportunities of being like, well, they were, rivals had him as a five star and he was a bust. Like you want you want to like know that you're giving a five star to like the elite of the elite, and then also if you have a four star who's like number ninety seven, but he plays like he's the number twenty one player in the class, you can say, well, we had him as a four star. I think the ratings people just need to grow a pair and, and give the right ratings out. Texas says Trevor rankings number one Bozak. <laughs> Texas how did Louisville move from number seven top seven program to top six program in a matter of weeks? I've been saying top six for a long time. You no, you do vary from seven to six. You said that, but like th- th- we the have the tapes same. Don't lie. Every time I say number six, though, you say like you were you said seven, but you you say, used to say seven. I did. I made the official move back when <laughs> Matt Norlander made the his rankings, which had Louisville firmly ahead of Indiana. Louisville has done nothing in the so you just they moved up from seven to six just this off season. We've done no, no, no. I've been I, I've said number six for a couple of years now. They are above Indiana. Can you just say, if Indiana goes to a Final Four in the next two years and we continue to plummet, I'll take it Isn't it just safer to say there's the guaranteed top ten? No, we're six. Top six I mean, program. that is in the top ten. But it's also in the top six. Top six. <laughs> we're a top six program in the sport. Now, the dif- is the distance between five and six healthy? Yeah, I think so. But we're top six. Who do you put at five again? Yeah. I don't, we're not doing this right now. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's always summertime. Texas is Jeff. Well, we have like 50 texts to get to. Oh, we'll get to them. Let's read. Texas is Jeff Walls seems to be taking the Patino philosophy of being a chameleon, and it seems to be paying off for him. He does. Like, Walls is, is absolutely a guy who doesn't have one set system. No. He works around his roster. 
um, and, and does a good job. But by the way, Maisha Heinz Allen and Angel McCautry both voted, uh, invited to try out for the upcoming USA FIBA World Cup team. Congrats nice. to them. We get WNBA playoffs starting. I think we have three Cardinals playing in that. Dana Evans is playing. Uh, I think Maisha is in, on a team. And then uh, how many teams are in the There's like eight, maybe, or six, four. Two. More than that. I think there's like 14. In the WNBA playoffs? No, no, no. In the the league. Yeah, in the league. You yeah, know, the league's got like twenty teams. I think they for some reason they. I, I mean, think they have that many. They've got twelve. Oh, they only have twelve. They had. Then they some have lost. I think they were more than that. Well, either way, um, so playoffs would be what four teams? I think it's. I want to say it's eight. Eight of the twelve teams make the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> but they have. But they then they, I think the first rounds are one one and done, aren't they? It's best of three. Best of three, okay. It's so, eight teams. It goes best of three, then best of five for the semis and the finals. Okay, which honestly, that's the wish. I wish the real the real the NBA still did best of three in the first round as well. But. And they do they, the way they set up their playoffs is a little bit different, which makes sense when you only have twelve teams and eight of them are making the playoffs because they do have two different divisions of six teams, but. They just do a standard seating, like like one through eight seating okay. for the playoffs. It's not like the the East one and the versus the East four, because that would be silly. But definitely, anybody's watching anyway. They have higher <laughs> ratings than the MLS. I saw that coming out, and the MLS has a. Did you see? Can you believe this this number? This is wild. <laughs> the WNBA TV contract is worth twenty seven million dollars. They have an average of three hundred seventy five thousand people watching their games. The MLS TV contract is worth two hundred and fifty million. And they have an average of 250,000 people watching their games. Depends what the 18 to 49 demo is. That, the, the 18 to 49 demo is more important than the overall number. I would say the 18 to 49 demo is probably going to be higher if that's if the disparity is that large. Regardless, even if it's even if it's closer, 250 million to 27 million is absurd. Yeah. Well, the WNBA contract's part of their probably NBA deal as well. I would think. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I mean because WNBA, I think have they. Are they making a profit yet? Because they went like 20-something years with losing money year in and year out. I know that every year they've been doing better. The NBA has supported them for a couple decades. I knew for a while it was bad. Yeah. But I, I think mean, that they've made strides in recent years. Of I, course. I thought I read somewhere like last year was the first year they actually made a semi-profit. Well, like everything else, COVID didn't help. So. No. Wow. Texas says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Danny went to UK. I just lost a lot of respect for that man. He did. He graduated from you. Danny went to like three days. He was like one of those. He like. Well, clearly he's getting kicked out of schools left and right. He went to Dayton. <laughs> then he went to UK. Then he had to do a semester at JCT, uh, JCC, now JCTCS, and then went back to UK to graduate. But I don't like most of my friends went to UK and they were. But I'll give Danny credit when L was playing UK in sports. Like he would wear his Mario Rudia jersey to class. Like, open. Why, why did he go to UK, though? Just to get away and like. But see, but I had to say I wanted to get away too slightly, but I went to Western. I wanted to get away too, and I went to Dayton. But a lot of people from like. Why not go to Western? First of all, Western's better than Kentucky. Well, I think way. it's also a thing where like a lot of your friends from high school go to UK, and like you just kind of keep the party going. I, guess. I didn't want to go to UK, I, but I don't hate people. Would you, would you would you go to UK? No, I would never go to UK. Like even when I went to Western, my aunt who my uncle grew up in like right near Lex near New UK's campus, and his house he grew up in was. Basically empty at the time because his mom has lived down here and yada yada yada, and I remember my aunt being like, "If you go to go UK, you can just live in the house for free." And I'm like, "I had my gr- as tempting as that is, I'd rather work two jobs to pay my rent right now and not go to UK." Similar story. My grandfather, who uh, John Pierce, who wrote for the Courier for a number of years and did go to UK, like he worked himself up. He like walked from his uh, small town in uh, Bell County, Kentucky. To UK, like this great story. He's like, if Michael wants to go to Kentucky, like I'll help him out with the tuition. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not using the help. I'm sorry. Love you, granddaddy. Not going. My grandfather, uh, my mom is the only one of her siblings not to go to UK. 
mainly because she didn't, didn't go to college to like like me till later on anyway. But uh, my uncle and two aunts both went to UK. My grandfather would, I mean, he knew what was going on, but would refuse to sign the tuition checks because it was to Kentucky. Like, he had my grandmother, like, he knew, you know, he was like, you're just going to have to forge my name on these checks. I respect it. Because I just, I can't do it. I, I'm going to pay, I'll pay for it. I know where it's going. I cannot put my name on ink to something to, for Kentucky. Texas, that's the household I grew up in, and you wonder why I am the way I am. Texas, oh my God, somebody wrote a book to KRC. Who is it for? Does it have a name on the number? They're mad at TJ. Well, then if they're mad at TJ, I want to at least hear, like, a TJ. Paragraph. You're just wrong about the C-Rod Stoops Cal situation. It's Ooh. different. Ooh. He's not saying anything because a university employee was clocking him in for work on campus when he actually wasn't present working. I see. I don't even know what they're talking about, so I can't follow this. Is there more who C-Rod got, who, drama? Who got cl- did he got clocked for what? And Roush is right about we haven't seen him in Cal's rhetoric. It's annoying, blah, 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 blah. And this is like, it's like 17 lines. And then he just goes, this doesn't mean it's the end of the world and people should cry about it, but it is really damn annoying. Okay. KRC, 9 to we, 11, 7 to 9, every morning, I right mean, here on 1450. I, I'm more curious about someone on the Facebook page put a clip from the uh, Kingpin, because I guess they've been calling TJ Ernie McCracken. Why? Because he's got an Ernie McCracken hair. Oh. <laughs> I guess I don't know what they pretended they didn't know the movie. I saw somebody post something on their Facebook page about it, but I don't know about that. Did C-Rod do something else that we don't know about? Probably. I mean, at this point, like, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we joked the other day about, you know, this is going to be stupid. This was all a ploy, remember, to, to, so he could start him on the first week one. Nobody remembers he's in trouble because everybody's <laughs> busy contemplating, uh, concentrating on Cal. I, like, as somebody who doesn't dive into the minutia of the situation, I'm. it's fascinating following it just based on tweets because, like, my timeline will have one from a UK guy who's like, Still no update on Chris Rodriguez. Would not be shocked at all if he misses the entire season. And then, like, the very next will be, like, a story from the Lexington Herald-Leader where it's like, is Chris Rodriguez about to set the all-time rushing record at Kentucky? I'm like, well, is not he? if he's not playing. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> he's still on campus, I believe, right? He's playing with the team. He was playing in all their scrimmages. Well, then, yeah. All their highlights were like, Chris Rodriguez doing this. I'm like, is just nobody going to say I, anything about I, what's going on? I mean, I, I, assume, no idea. I assume he straightened out the whole ditching the court case thing, right? I, I've got no, again, I've got no idea. Because I, I would know. think by this point, he would have already had a second court date again. He would have already had a replacement court date. All before. I know is that all of this controversy means that he's definitely going to score at least three touchdowns against us. Because that's <laughs> the way this works. That's the way it happens. If he's still on the team by then. Uh, shout out to the texture, by the way, who sent in the worst, this is the worst Photoshop in the history of the text line. It's Fabio Basile on Fabio's body. <laughs> And, I mean, could not have taken more than two seconds, but I love it so much. Look at that. That's perfect. <laughs> that's a, you know what's sad? That looks like me Photoshopping something. It, that's how I'm I would do so it. I'm so bad at Photoshop. I've tried it one time, and it turned out looking something like that. Texas, screw the sports talk. I tune in to hear the TK tiny hair, tiny car hair thinning stories. <laughs> tiny car. <laughs> you want a good story about my Prius? No. I was, so I was over at Buddy's house one time. but She lived over by Phoenix Hill uh, when Phoenix Hill was still open I don't know, five, six years ago. And I was still on Barcelona and I was leaving in my Prius. And I guess I came up to like the stop sign. Like, is that right as I pulled up? It was like a Friday night, so it was traffic. Can I say really quickly, you are the least likely Prius owner that I've ever known. Oh, yeah. Out of all the people I've known in my life, if you had to rank them in order of most to least likely to own a Prius, <laughs> be a Prius. you'd be either last or in the bottom three without question. I like to keep you on your toes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you are an enigma now and forever. So I pull up to the stop sign. As soon as I pull up, like, is that like that perfect moment when there's traffic and you pull up the stop sign to turn right and there's like a nice gap right there you can pull right out? Yeah. And so I'm like, sweet, perfect. Pull right out, get in the line, pull out right and look at the car in front of me. It's just like this cool, like really cool low rider, like just bouncing, you know, going off and doing all this. Cause I'm like, wow, that's pretty awesome. I look in my rear view 
there's a lowrider behind me, just bouncing along, doing wow. the hydraulics and everything. I'm like, it's a trap. This is kind of interesting. You're about to get Sonny Corleone. Well, apparently, it turns out I pulled into a lowrider like, <laughs> like parade. <laughs> and as I'm sitting here, so I'm sitting here driving, and it took me like about what felt like ten minutes is what, what like my stories feel like usually, but it was like thirty seconds. I'm like, that's a lowrider in front of them. That's one behind them. I'm like, so there's like there's like seven or eight lowriders in front of me, all decked out, doing their thing. Another dozen behind me, and people are just looking at me. It's all these they're looking, watching these lowriders. Like, man, that's awesome. And here comes the fat guy in a Prius, <laughs> like with his arm out the window and a cigarette in his mouth, like just looking like Chuck and deuces. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, and people are just giving me the weirdest looks. I think I put it on Twitter. So I just you... got it repaired. <laughs> it's like I wanted to like maybe like I would just like hop up and down, but I'm afraid of like a bull that shocks oh on my, my Prius. That's fantastic. I think I actually tweeted something about it when I did it. So if, if you ever you want to know when it happened, I think it was like five or six years ago. But I will check it out. It, it was during the break. It was it was one of the more awkward moments because I couldn't tell if people were actually pissed at me or they were just like confused on why there's a, a Prius in the middle of a. <laughs> a low rider uh, parade. <laughs> Sex says, does Mr. Pimpets make it rain? Is he from Portland? No, it's not that. Not, He's from Portland! Not that prominent attorney. I'm not sure what Phil Rich's AIM uh, name was back in the day, but I'm sure it was fantastic. The Weatherman? Makes it rain 24-7. <laughs> Texas says, Scoots, uh, this is for KRC text. Scoot says he definitely doesn't shower daily and never wears deodorant. No wonder he, quote, gave up sex. <laughs> wow, well, if that's the case, I don't think he gave it Why up. Why is Scoots not showering? He doesn't shower. I mean... Do you shower daily? Yes. I, I, I can't sleep if I haven't showered. I mean, normally, here, here, it's weird for me is that I don't have the profession that probably requires me to shower daily. Same. Clearly. But yet, I'm the big guy who sweats just walking to the fridge, so I kind of have to shower daily. If I haven't, like, because usually, like, I'll, well, at least, like, get outside and walk the dog, or I'll do something with the kids outside. This one cause, like, yeah. They, that will, like, build up, like, at least a tiny sweat. But I mean, I have I do skip a day on occasion. I don't, I'm not gonna lie. There are but, times where, like, like, if I'm not feeling good, especially lately, like if I yeah. just like don't have the energy, then like yeah. But like I would say 95. Like I can't. I, I feel like I cannot sleep if I'm at all like sticky. Like I've got to be clean. You're. I, I thought you were a morning shower guy. I'm night. You're okay. You're with me. Okay. You're yeah. you're, you're a night guy like me. Okay. I'm night. Yeah. The only time I will skip is if I'm just like so dead tired. I just don't even feel like getting in the shower. I'm just like going right to bed. Those are few and far between. But usually, yeah. I'm the deodorant thing though. I can't. I, 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 I put that deodorant an everyday thing for me. I mean, yeah, I mean, it should, I think it should be for most people. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I can see skipping a day, maybe even two on a shower. Is this what but, winning the lottery does to people? I mean, it just feels like he doesn't have to shower or wear deodorant anymore. <laughs> I mean, what are you, who are you, Matthew McConaughey? He's naked playing bongos now. Texas says, uh, the guy says, that Photoshop took like 15 seconds. Thank you very much. I would hope no more, <laughs> but it's beautiful. It took us just as hey. much attention as it deserved. It was wonderful. <laughs> Texas says, Card Chronicle should hire solely with only one responsibility, reporting on all things negative to UK athletics. Make it happen. You should hire him. I would love to if he's like willing to work for like $100 a month. <laughs> you can pay by the, pay by I can the af- work. That's about what I can afford right now. The standard Card Chronicle salary. <laughs> Here comes the resumes flooding in. Texas says, quote, want to hear the story about my Prius? Quote, no. Quote, Trevor began story. I just lost it, LMA. You didn't say no, did you? I did say no. Oh, I'll pay attention to that. Texas says, seriously inquiring, does TK know that he wheezes? Oh, yeah, Marble Reds, right? Uh, Marble Lights. I guess they're called Gold Pack now because Lights was too like confusing to the people. Uh, yeah, I know I wheeze. Yeah. 
I'm Patty McGee. What do you expect? Texas Trevor, you should have started bouncing up and down in your car to match the load riders on hydraulics. I thought, again, I was worried about my shocks. Could you, I mean, like, if I had hopped up and down in the car, it would have gone up and down slightly. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit. We'll save the football recruiting stuff, I think, for 5 o'clock hour. I want to get into this KHSAA stuff. I love crapping on them. We have good reason to. I'm I'm in the dark about this, too. So this is going to be fresh to me. We'll let you know about that. I also have a a great, I think it's the best celebrity quote of the year. We're going to get to that. And then this Big Ten TV deal, how it affects the ACC. We'll move on that a little bit. All that coming your way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I the like, my voice comes in. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl, yo, I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you crying. But girl, I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You'll give a kiss to my mother. He's a drug runner. But he can't work a nine to five. That's why. I mean. Running drugs. That's his whole song. That's the whole thing. It's a great song, though. It's a great song. What were you showing me on your phone? Oh, I found the tweet. Oh, that you sent to. From 6615. Accidentally pulled into a lowrider convoy (laughs) while driving a Prius. (laughs) Amazingly, the same thing seven years later. Can't tell if they're mad at me. They won't stop staring and bouncing. (laughs) I love it. I got two likes. I love it. Who are my only two likes I went on that tweet? Were you doing KRC at the time? Uh, 15, no, I was doing a show with Perrin, probably. Did Perrin like it? No, my uncle did, though. <laughs> he was liked by male high school athletics. And my man, Captain Arctic, used to be a big fan of that. Was that in Arizona? Shout out to Captain Arctic. We love yeah. you. Uh, real quick, this is my favorite, I think, celebrity quote of the year. So, <laughs> Really? This is going to be interesting. It's great. So Drew Taggart, who's more known as one of the two chain smokers. Are you familiar with the chain smokers? Like myself? No, the band, the group. Oh, they're like the gimmick band that did the YouTube video and somehow became popular. And So, baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your rover. They've had a number. Well, there's a selfie song, right? I'm going to take a selfie. Was that the and It was like, it's all it was was like a, like a techno song. And it was like, I'm going to take a selfie. Yes, yeah, okay. That was what that, made that's, them popular, that's yeah. Lovers. Okay, yes. So, they apparently had done some sort of concert with, <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but T.I., the rapper. Familiar with T.I.? Uh, yeah, he did the, um, I've heard the rock version of his song, uh, What Women Want, All I Need, All I Want. T.I.P. coming live from the V.I.P. He's also in the uh, the movie with um, American Gangster, right? Isn't he the baseball player? Maybe. He's the nephew that's going to play for the Yankees? I'm not thought, sure. I thought so. Anyways, um, T.I. was, they were doing this this nightclub appearance together, and it was going very well, and Drew Taggart apparently got caught up in a moment and kissed T.I. on the cheek. T.I. reacted how T.I., you expect him to react to that and punch him in the face. 
So here's the this is the quote from the Drew guy from the Chainsmokers on a TikTok video. <laughs> Reasonable reaction. I just love this. No. T.I. just literally punched me in the face, Drew recalled in a TikTok video while admitting <laughs> that he took it too far. We were on a vibe, and I gave him a kiss on the cheek. It was totally my fault. T.I. was taken aback by the affectionate greeting. Quote, he pushed me off, and I was like, all right, my bad. It was the weirdest interaction ever, Drew added. First off, T.I. is fully in the right here. I was feeling the vibes way too hard, and I kissed T.I. on the cheek, and he punched me in the face for it. It's fully fine. Imagine getting punched in the face and being like, my bad. I mean, no, it was not a reasonable reaction. It's not. He kissed him on the cheek. There's very no. You might be like, hey man, like no, 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 no. back up. Like, yeah, like uh, let's not do that again. You know, maybe that's not cool. Get out of my bubble, whatever. Yada yada. Now you don't punch somebody and knock them out for giving you a kiss on the cheek. It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth. <laughs> what? Yeah, bring him out, bring him out. <laughs> okay. I loved T.I. back in the day. <laughs> no, I, oh, I, I told you everything I know about him. Uh, or thought you knew. You know, I just know I haven't, haven't fact-checked The that. only song I know is the one that's, that I, I've seen is a cover by, by Rome on Raw Sessions. Uh, and I don't even know that. I can't remember the name of the song. It's like, stack song, check. Do, 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 do. I, I can give you whatever you like. That's oh, it, yeah. Uh, you can go wherever yeah. you like. I've never, I've never even heard T.I.'s version. I just know the Rome acoustic version, which is actually a really cool version of the He song. also had that... Uh, but I don't... I, and I know... And I'm pretty sure he is the... So live your life with Rihanna. I don't remember that song. Hey. The only Rihanna songs I really know are the ones she did with Little Ronnie. Little on Ronnie. Saturday Night Live. Those are great. <laughs> I love Little Ronnie. Those skits are fantastic. Was it, Shy, no, it was Shy Ronnie. Shy Ronnie. Shy Ronnie, yeah. Shy Ronnie. Tell them where you're from. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw the second one of those before I saw the first one, and I still laughed. At that. I could go watch those later and still laugh. Those they're, are great. They're very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me forget what's time. Oh, yeah. I, did, I mean, is T.I. still relevant, though? Eh, not really. I mean, the chain smokers are barely relevant, right? They had a, a what they were very relevant for like that brief period from like 2016 to 17. Okay, when they did the they had the, the selfie song boomed them, and then they had a few other songs after the, that. Because well, the one closer was like the biggest song of that year. I don't remember that song. The one was the one I was just singing. So baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your road. Oh, okay, I've heard yeah. that song. Yeah, it was okay, very man. big for that I, period I, of time. I've heard it, yeah. and I'll say this: like a catchy pop song. You can. That's fine. I can yeah. laugh at the Chainsmokers. It's it's a catchy. If it comes on, I'm probably gonna like be like, yeah, it's catchy. Um, but they, I don't think I've done much since then. What What would it take for you to punch me in the mouth? What would I have to do? Because I don't think if I gave you a kiss on the cheek, you'd punch me. Has it not happened yet? <laughs> I would definitely not, not I probably, punch you for kissing. The these, these are things I probably should ask everybody I'm around on a regular basis because I need to know where the line is. I, I got to know where because if not, I'm going to cross. You don't care where the line is. I really don't, but I should know because at least then I'll know like I deserved it. Like if I'm going to get punched in the mouth for doing something, I want to know that I'm I'm getting I'm going to get punched in the mouth if I do it. I'm probably not punching anybody in the mouth unless I get punched first or swung on first. Okay. I'm just not going to punch anybody. So like a kiss on the cheek, butt slap. Punch the crotch. I mean, I'm not going to like it, <laughs> but I'm not going to punch you in the face for it. What about a nipple twist? Would that get a punch? Again, I'm not punching you, but I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> we may have a new producer the next day. You twist my nipple, I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah, last time somebody twisted your nipple. <laughs> Probably grade school. <laughs> Purple nurple. Or that when I got shaved the other day. They, they <laughs> just left the hair there. I think she, it felt like they got I twisted. think she gave me a little twist on there. I think she, 
<laughs> sandpaper gel. <laughs> Didn't feel great. <laughs> You're like Jerry waking up from the dentist. I can't remember if I was tucked or untucked. <laughs> this, uh, by, by the way, there's major horse racing news going on today. There was a big event. I think it, I can't, it was at Del Mar, I guess. But I know Chad Brown, I guess Saratoga. Chad Former Brown. Former linebacker, Seattle Seahawks. No, not that one. Oh. One of the biggest horse trainers in America is in court right now on domestic violence charges. Like he's in, he's in handcuffs, standing in front of a judge with a not very cool Pink Floyd T-shirt on. And I think that it was. Wait a minute, what's the non-cool Pink Floyd T-shirt? It just doesn't look good on him. I mean, maybe a cool shirt. Just, it just oh, okay. He doesn't, doesn't wear look good it well. on him. Okay, I got you. And right. the judge said the charge is quote criminal obstruction of breathing, which seems significant. Not Wait, good. What criminal? Criminal <laughs> obstruction of breathing. Isn't that like a fancy word of trying to choke somebody? That's my understanding. That's it has to be what was happening. I mean, wouldn't that just go under assault? He says a woman broke into his house and was attacking him, and he was defending himself. And the judge says that she does not believe that. <laughs> but it was but it was her house <laughs> so big time horse racing news there we'll keep you updated if anything happens uh, let's talk about this this KHSA stuff because I know that this is something that the, the KRC boys that is a weird Pink Floyd shirt I'm telling you it's not, it's, I don't think I've it's, a, it's supposed to be Dark Side of the Moon but I don't think I've really seen that shirt before it's not a good look yeah that's kind of a yeah, it looks like somebody bought like out of a like a bootleg version it, do, it, it doesn't look good no alright maybe well. it looks great on somebody else but it, Chad Brown I've never heard of Chad Brown other than the linebacker, though. Is that a bad thing? Yeah, he's a big-time trainer. Is he really? Is he yeah. that big-time? He's, he's, he's pretty big-time. Is he the one that Roush loves? No, that's the, Brad Cox. That's Brad Cox, yeah. What a horrible name that would be, by the way. Imagine your family names you that. <laughs> uh, um... So let's start with the KHSA real quick. <laughs> him, him and Dwayne Lucas and okay, okay, okay. Baff are like the only ones I know. Okay, yeah, that's, he's, he's, he's big-time. Well, not anymore. Well, we'll see. So, <laughs> a bunch of local players. Uh, this this event was being spearheaded by Jeff Shepard and Reed Shepard. They, they were going to be the big draws. They wanted to do something to raise money for the Eastern KY flood victims, right? Yeah. Okay. So they decided to, to hold this Midwest Charity Classic game, which was going to allow a bunch of Kentucky, the, the best players in the state and some neighboring states, to play in this game, raise a bunch of money. Basically, Shepard was going to be the big draw. A bunch of UK fans would come see him play. Obviously. They'd pay money, and this money would all go to the Eastern Kentucky flood victims. In order to do this, because it is a pay-to-play event, they needed waivers from the KHSAA to make it happen. KHSAA refuses to give waivers to the Kentucky players. The players from out of state apparently had gotten the go-ahead to play. And so today they have to announce that this the whole event is canceled. That They can't do the event. Wait, huh, what do you mean pay-to-play? Like It's a fundraising game. If, there's any, if it's in any sort of game involving money, like an organized event where money is going to exchange hands, it has to be approved by the KHSAA. Even if you're not paying the... Even Kentucky... if the kids aren't making money. Okay, because so that's what I hear when you say pay-to-play. I'm thinking they're paying Reed somehow. Exactly, but no, he's not seeing any money. From, it's a, strictly a charity, strictly from the goodness of their heart, um, and they couldn't get waivers to play the game, so... The organizer texted uh, Mike Valenta from Lexington 18 this. Due to the circumstances surrounding bylaw nine of the Midwest, the Midwest Charity Classic has been canceled. Refunds have been issued to all the ticket purchasers. We thank everyone for their support of the event. It was going to go down at Frederick Douglass High School in Lexington, um, but what was KHSA's logical or, or, or attempted logical reason for not giving this the okay? No idea. It's it, they didn't give an explanation. No, they just didn't give away to the kids. This is one of those deals where you have to know. Like the NCA, a lot of times, public perception is going to be almost unanimously one way. Like you have these rules oh, in place yeah. for a reason, but look closer at this situation. Look, like you have had mass, like the devastation in Eastern Kentucky has been a national story for weeks now. 
this is a kid who is well-known. If it wasn't well-known, even this was like the third best player in a middle-of-the-pack team in the Kentucky who wanted to do this, let them play the damn game. They're going to raise money for a good cause. They're not going to benefit financially. Nobody's going to earn an unfair advantage here. There's nothing being done that should be outside of anybody's book. And to say no is going to have people unanimously against you. And I don't know if this was somebody who just like, didn't recognize the repercussions of this and just looked at this by the law and said, well, we can't change. You can bend rules for particular situations. The NCAA does it all the damn time. Usually, I'm, not, I'm not sure what rule it breaks. The, the Bylaw 9 is what it says. KHSA, Bylaw 9, these players would have been in violation of that unless they'd gotten waivers. Playing in an unsanctioned game that was that people had to pay to attend. That's the basically the bylaw. Which, again, seems ridiculous. But the NCAA, a lot of times in recent years, they've ruled something about a kid. There's been a public outcry, and they've looked at it, and they're like, okay, we'll take a closer look. This kid can play. And then sometimes they don't because they they suck, like with Tyler Sharp. Um, but this would be a situation where the KHSA should say, unique circumstances, we can't account for natural disasters. These kids are just trying to do something good. Let's let this happen. And instead, they've got people like me and you talking about this on a radio show I on mean, Thursday when we have no business. If I'm, if I'm Jeff Shepard, I mean, do you... Do you almost just, like, call their bluff and still hold the event and be like, what are you going to do, like, make my son ineligible to play high school basketball? I dare the KHSA to declare Reed Shepard ineligible for this coming season. I almost would do that. I mean, if I'm Shepard, I mean, why not? I dare them to try and hold a basketball season where Reed Shepard can't play. Do it. Do you think they're going to send officials down there and be like, sorry, this game's canceled, Reed? We're gonna vo- we're not gonna let you come to Sweet Sixteen with Reed or well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make you vacate all your has high school team ever been vacated wins? I don't know. I mean, oh yeah. Have they okay. Oh yeah, all the time. I guess. I just never think about locally. I'm sure it gets yeah, nationally, I'm sure it does happen on a regular. No, basis. it's happened in Kentucky recently. Oh, it's, it's happened with uh Valde- uh Valdesta or whatever down in Georgia Valdesta, because, Georgia. Because that's how Mail's gonna take over the all time lead. Rush Rush probes and all them yeah. down there. So yeah, you're right. Cheating. I guess it does. But I mean they're not going to, right? Well, no, but the game's canceled anyway, so it's, it's not going to happen. But if this were, like, I'm with you. I would love to see. I'd have much, I'd have a whole lot of respect for Reed Shepard if he's like, no, we're doing this. Yeah. I, you know I, what you dare, do? I dare you to You should sanction me. me. Yeah. You should sanction me with your army. But I guess it would be more about all these other kids that aren't Reed Shepard level players who would be yeah. putting their. Who else would be coming? I mean, who were they? I couldn't tell you the, the roster. I, I, I right. know it, was, it wasn't going to be like one team versus another team. It was going to be like an all star. It's like an all star game. Yeah. I mean, could you have just brought like XUK players and just Reed being like the only high school athlete or something? You could again, all ideas that apparently are not. Quite I mean, if any case, why not even? Why even? Why not just? I know, I know this has been canceled, so I'm I'm just talking to myself here, which is normally when I'm on the air anyway. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I'm Jeff, who we used to have on these airwaves a lot when we had a sponsorship with him, uh, I mean, just why not just do the game with like, XUK players in general and just you can have Reed there. He doesn't have to play if that's the case. And KHSA has no no. No grounds to stop you. It just doesn't make it. I don't care what the the situation is. Like you have to understand that this is. I guess their their reasoning is we can't give preference to one charity over another. Who can, like, This is a historic event. Like this is not like <laughs> charity over another. It's, it's not like Reed Shepard and Jeff Shepard got together and we're just like, hey, you know, we want to play this game to support, you know, academic awareness or like this is a once in a decade type disaster like, like we don't you don't have flooding going on in eastern kentucky like this or any part of the state that is just like, like has a death count like this has devastation like this this is a very unique situation and the khsa not taking that into account is totally missing the forest for the trees and, and i just it blows my mind that you can't recognize that sometimes unique situations are going to arise unique moments in time where the rules that apply 
the 99% of the other time, which I still think this rule, I don't really understand the reason for it, but it should not apply right now. Like you have to, you have to have some give, you have to have some willingness to bend when situations like this arise. I mean, I just don't, first of all, I'm trying to think like what other charity events would they just reject? Like, They're pitting the charities against each other. I mean, it's like some poor guy trying to raise fight, money. fight for my love. It's like some poor guy like trying to raise money for like herpes awareness or something. And they're like, no, we can't support that. Like I rabies. Don't, I mean, yeah, rabies. Yeah, rabies. Michael Scott fun run. Rabies fun run. <laughs> then he's like, eating pasta before he does it. Got carb I mean, I just don't imagine like. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know how many charity events are like requested upon Nick H. Just saying on a regular basis, but. Well, it can't be that many, right? I mean, I don't. Know. Why would you even turn down a charity event in any way for any charity, other than if you think it's just them trying to line their pockets and not going to actually give it to the charity, like like the fake nonprofits out there? Just dumb. Just just any way you slice it, very very dumb. But whatever. If you want to donate, there's still plenty of ways to donate. So there's that. But this was an easy win for everybody involved. This is, you know, a basketball state crazy bringing a basketball crazy state bringing one of the most well-known local prospects in some time to a, a platform where he can do something good for the rest of the state and everybody can feel like they were involved. And instead, it's it's crap. So there's that. Uh, have you seen, we can talk about this real quick because we have like three minutes left. Your thoughts on, I don't know. I, the whole show, we got another hour. We have a whole other hour, but we have things, I'm saving the football recruiting stuff for next hour. I want to okay. save the, um, the Big Ten stuff, the TV deal stuff for next hour as okay. well. But have you seen, and I hesitate to bring this up with you. Oh, good Lord. The Deshaun Watson punishment has now been up to 11 games. Ridiculous. He is still, every time he talks, he makes it worse. I don't know what he, what he thinks he's doing. I mean, he says, I stand on my innocence today, which I don't even know what that means. So I'm assuming this is going to get appealed by the Players Association, I uh, assume, right? Probably not. I mean, it should. Well, we'll see. 11 games, which everybody keeps saying, like, 11 games. Here's the thing that rubs me the wrong way about this, because I've, I've been saying, I think, Probably a full season was what I would have said. I said but four. But 11 games is such an oddly specific number. And you know why. <laughs> well, you know why. What's week 12? He's playing the Texans. <laughs> really? <laughs> shameless. Could not be more shameless. Is this? I wonder if that's at Houston, it's at Houston I believe, too. I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Like, how, like how do people not see that? Like, because 10, they had five at first. Well, so that was six. Was it six at first? It was originally six, yeah. Okay, six at first. Like you would think, okay, which I was okay with. Double it. Like, like if you're going to, if, if you're saying that's not enough, we need to have more. And a logical thing would be to double it, make it twelve, or go with another big round number like ten. And instead, they go with eleven, which is oddly specific. And then you look at the schedule, and you're like, these mother, like, like they're they're setting this up to be a storyline. Everything they do, it just stands. Again, if I'm, if I'm if I'm I'm watching the player association, I'm I am appealing. I mean, I would fight that. Yeah, we'll and see. they there's they have a fifty fifty chance of winning it. So I mean. I mean, because the inst- I mean, I, lo- I love how you've been like everyone's like, oh, we're just gonna let the judge decide, and then the judge gave came out and gave a, a fair fair discipline, and and then the NFL itself is like, well, now we're gonna appeal, which I've never seen the NFL appeal their own like kind of rulings. I think this is like the one of the first times I've ever seen this happen. The the process, the legal Usually process the with players. the NFL is befuddling to me. I, I have no idea how it works. Like when you see appealings of suspensions, it's always like the players' association. Who, by the way, Players Association NFL gets the rawest deal of all leagues. I don't. Whoever runs their Players Association needs to be talked to because they, they just they get taken by the woodshed constantly in, in, in debates. Is Jalen Hurts? It's, I don't know who it is. He was up shop for so many years, but I don't know who it is now. I forget. I think it's actually Troy Vincent, uh, former Eagle and former Patriot. 
JC Treader. Oh, is it JC Treader? No, he's the he's the the player. He's the the active player. He's the president of the NFL Players Association. Okay, because I guess he's he is active. He's a center that plays. So he's for, a Browns guy. Yeah, he plays for the Browns. <laughs> he's their center. Yeah, he's their starting center. Um, but there's also re- another, uh, usually a retired players like the also head of it too. Because like I said, Gene Upshaw was there for so long, and now I think it's Troy Vincent. But anyway, that's not the point. Point is that I, I would they should they should and I would expect them to appeal it. And they they definitely should because it's too probably it should be brought down from 11 games. I'm not a big fan of it being. I, I get everybody always wants to come at me with all the noun the cases. Yes, all the, you can name all the accounts. Here's here's another number for you. Zero. That's how many. That's how many guilty he got. The 11 game suspension, by the way, was agreed with by both parties. Jury. So there's no going to be there's going to be no appeal because it was agreed upon by both parties. No, oh, that's. Texas still be a players association bowing down and bending over again. I mean, I still think it's ridiculous. I, <laughs> They're I, so horrible. I'm amazed that it didn't get a year, to be quite frank. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Texas says BS parties should be one year. Um, Texas Mike almost dropped an MFR. No, I didn't. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I'm just giving you the hint of what I was thinking. Just letting you know that. Um, all right, we have a couple other texts we can get to next. Start the next hour. We'll do that. We'll get into this. Twins news, other good football. You look up news. that commercial again. So and twins. <laughs> oh, we got that going on. The Big Ten record-setting TV deal, how it affects the ACC. The quotes today from Kevin Warren that I think were a little bit. Eh. We'll talk about that, and we'll take more of your texts at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show coming back for hour number three here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. It's the Deshaun Watson theme song. Oh, come on. If anybody doesn't, you got no lyrics. You're like, you're like, some of this. You're the person I put on pedestal for knowing random lyrics. I mean, this is not my favorite. This is not my music back of the day. <laughs> what was what was Rutherford listening to in 99 when this was out? Straight rap. You weren't listening to No, all rap. Yeah, but rap was, that was like really when rap was getting really bad, too, though. But you think everything got bad in the world after 1998. Well, I mean, because I, I, I think, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this statement on the air, but I've had it with other people like, like everyone has, loves to put like Tupac and Biggie on the pedestal, you know. Mm-hmm. The, if Biggie doesn't die, Biggie is, becomes a huge sellout and, and falls, kind of does not stay on the same pedestal he is if he doesn't get shot. I think probably like I think he he said he, he diminishes into oh remember that one hit wonder guy Biggie and he moves on oh, like one he, hit wonder little well the second three. album was kind of yeah what it was yeah what it was yeah he has openly said like before like I I thought the Slow Burn is one of my favorite podcasts. They do a different, like they have a bunch of seasons. They had a whole Tupac and Biggie one. And the crazy thing about them was like Biggie, like was who he was in his songs, like came from 
yeah. from nothing, like had to sell drugs, like had to do some terrible things. And he openly was like, I want to get successful at rap so I can stop doing all of this stuff. He's like, I don't, he's like, nobody chooses that life. I want to get out of there. I want to move to like the suburbs. I want to like send my daughters to nice colleges. Like I want to do, like, I want to live like a rich person's life and just get away from all that. And if I have to fake it when I'm, when rap about it after I get rich, sure, I'll do that. Whereas Tupac came from like a fairly well off upbringing, like went to an art school and he was more faking it with the whole thug life stuff than 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 Biggie was. But he was so good at dropping bars. He was great, I mean, but he kind of wanted to be. He was being somebody that he really wasn't. Possibly. Whereas the choice Big wanted to be like he like dreamed of of having a childhood like Tupac did. It was it was anyway. It's kind of interesting. Uh, today's a special day, Trevor. But the P Diddy rapper. Ugh. August eighteenth. We've made it to a certain point. Yeah, it, August eighteenth. It is officially. The first day of Cardinal Athletics. UofL Athletics are back today. The 2022-2023 season starts the day the UofL women's soccer team is hosting Illinois Chicago at 7.30 tonight. Bad news for Illinois Chicago. Games are back. We're back. We're back, baby. The cards are back. We're playing sports. Yes. We're going to keep playing until June when Louisville wins a college world series in baseball. Bring that Capital One Cup. Almost 10 full months of Cardinal Athletics. I'm feeling good about it. It all starts tonight. It officially starts on August 18th, huh? It does, today. I did not know that. We're rolling. Poor Ryan Lemon's birthday is getting pushed to the side. It is. Is, uh, that, is, is soccer? Is that so there's that's officially the first athletic the event? The first athletic event of the season is tonight. So uh, when does the volleyball team start soon as well? Volleyball team has a red black scrimmage on Saturday. Okay. Inter squad scrimmage. You can go to it by the way for free at the LNN County Credit nice. Federal Credit Union Arena. Like I always get butcher the name, but it's it's free. You can go if you want to. Who, um, whose former quarterback's daughter do we have? Is like Tony Banks' daughter on the team or something? We have no former NFL players' daughters on the team that I know of now. Uh, Tori Dilfer has moved on. She's playing pro volleyball now. Um, she's, also, she's engaged. Where does one play pro volleyball? On the pro volleyball circuit. Is there a pro? There's a league. Yeah. There? Cool. She's been pl- I've been seeing her highlights every now and then pop up. Say she's engaged? She's engaged. That sucks. Props to her. She's living a happy life. Why not to me? Not to you. Uh, Should be to me. She's half your age. Um, <laughs> what, what? Come on, man. Aaliyah told us age ain't nothing but a number. And our killer's the one that told her to say it. And now he's in jail. <laughs> now he's in jail. Not, not a great comparison. Not the, not the best comparison. <laughs> I thought Lee was overrated anyway a little bit. Now I'm like bashing on the, the dead over God, here. Yeah. It's, it's okay to like things, Trevor. <laughs> not a, I'm not going to change my opinion just because, unfortunately, someone says pass. I'm not that type of person. Right, we have an hour left here on the show. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sacks line. Here's what I want to get to. We've mentioned um, this R.J. Jones news out of um, uh, Shane John Bosco, which is Louisville Jr. at this point. He, four-star defensive back, safety probably at the college level, has now announced that he's decommitted from Cal. He's on the market. We got Pierce Clarkson tweeting the eyes emojis at him. It's all happening. So that, that was the first big recruiting news of the day. The second big recruiting news of the day that I want to get to is this Washington twin stuff. We mentioned yeah. it sort of in passing a couple of days that this was a thing that might happen. These twins have been committed to Miami for a long time. Robbie and Bobby, um, they're they're both top 600 prospects. Um, Robbie's ranked higher, I believe. Robbie, is the, he's the four-star. He's a top 200 player in the class. He's a top 100 player, according to 24-7 sports. He's a wide receiver, but could play a little running back, too. Bobby's a three-star linebacker. Um, you kind of wonder, like, are they interested in, in visiting? Like, is this really like a, a flip situation? It sounds it sounds like Louisville's a real player here. We've got this from uh, the SI Fan Nation site from Miami, which is referred to as, I'm trying to find the name here, uh, Kane's Insider. They. Look a lot of time I'm thinking of that one. No, I mean, Card Chronicle. 
At least, I mean, come on. He's gone card insider. That would have been, well, might have been trademarked. But, I mean. Here's what they had to say. They said, it's been reported that four-star receiver Robbie Washington and three-star linebacker Bobby Washington, twins at nearby Miami Palmetto High School, are the main are main targets for Louisville. The Cardinals have already been making waves in Miami-Dade, grabbing commits from four-star Dade Christian receiver William Foles and four-star Killian High School linebacker Stanquan Clark. Now they're looking to flip the Washington Twins as Miami picks up steam with other recruits. Some programs weren't quite as high as on Bobby at linebacker as they were on his pass-catching brother Robbie, but Miami showed high interest in the duo, which is why the Washington Twins committed there. Quote, You don't get Robbie without Bobby. Robbie has made that incredibly clear. They view themselves as a package deal together, so that is one element where Louisville is well aware and certainly on board with. Both brothers have been open with their recruitment and are continuing to take visits. It will be interesting to see if Miami can maintain their connection with these two local playmakers. The Hurricanes could certainly use some talent at receiver in this class, and Washington goes a long way towards filling that gap. Now, the other big news of the day was a Rivals writer reported that the Washington Twins are officially going to take a visit to Louisville. Is it going to be Louisville Live weekend? Is it going to be late September? All we know is it's coming up in the next couple of months. It sounds like we... Like this is a live deal. This, this could actually happen. Is anyone else, uh, uh, you know, actually also pursuing them other than us? Because they have, they, since they have technically committed to Miami orally at least, I guess. Yes, they're still being heavily recruited. Alabama is still trying to get them on campus. Arkansas is heavily recruiting them. Okay. Auburn is heavily recruiting them. Um, and so then we're, we're not, yeah, we're, we're we're not the only ones trying to flip these kids. Yeah, but okay. it sounds like we've got some. For whatever reason, we have some sort of inside track. I don't know if they they have good relationships with the other two Miami kids that we've got, but. Uh, like the rankings I mean, bared out. Robbie is the the crown jewel of the two. If you yeah, want to look at it that way, he's the Gina Davis and Bobby's Lori Petty. That's fine. It, sometimes it works. Sometimes Lori Petty makes plays. That's yeah, fine. I mean she's still a good pitcher. Wins traded. championships. Yeah, trucks. She people. technically did. God, I hate kid. Um, <laughs> hate kid. He's the number 86 overall player in this uh, in this class according to 24/7 Sports. The number six athlete. Um, he, he's listed as an athlete. He's mostly played wide receiver in high school. I guess could be a running back. Could be a, a kick returner. Could help you out there. Regardless, kid's real good. Bobby is still like you know everybody's like, but you got to bring Bobby too as if he's some sort of dead weight. He's still a three-star linebacker who's the number 556 overall player in the 24/7 Sports composite. He's the type of player that we would all be like drooling over in a normal recruiting cycle. And in this case, we're like, yeah, sure, bring your brother, whatever. We don't care. Like he's 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 a player. I'm see this is where Louisville needs to. They're smart, and I, I'm 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 gonna make the assumptions they are. First of all, whatever happened to Gina Davis's career? I love that one out there for a reference. Not a good tooth to gum ratio. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like she did Cutthroat Island. Like, goodbye. He's bankrupted this movie industry. Um, if I'm Louisville, I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not going to ignore Robbie. I'm putting all the emphasis on Bobby. Because if they're going to go to the same place. We want Bobby more than Robbie. That would make you think if you're Robbie, you're like, hey, you know, I'm getting, you know, this offer, this offer, this offer, because, you know, it's me. I want my little brother to come with me. Louisville wants us both, and look what Louisville, Louisville clearly wants my little brother. Everyone else is like, bring him along if you want, you know. Let him tag We're prioritizing along. Bobby. Yeah, like you know, we we will come on, you know, come on in, you know, you know, Rob Stark. If you want to bring Recon with you, go ahead, I guess. You know, I mean, that's what they're treating him as. And but we're looking at it, going, no, Bobby, you're the man. You the man, Bobby. You're bigger. You were born two minutes earlier. You are the man. You can still beat him up, probably. Yeah. He probably probably could. He's 6'3 compared to like 5'10. I mean, if you come in here, <laughs> I mean, we'll let you Oklahoma drill with Robbie. So, and Show it, off your prowess. I mean, you still give good love to Robbie. Don't get me wrong. You're still going to, you know, remind him that he's, you know. Does Bobby want to play baseball in college? We can make that happen. It's something we're doing for other people. You, do that. If, if, if we were smart, we would put so much more emphasis on Bobby 
Or just, if not anything, a more emphasis, but the equal amount, if not a little bit more. I like where your head is. And then, because no one else is going to do that. Alabama's going to look at him and go, eh, let's bring him. Like, Robbie knows everybody yeah. wants him. Like, if they come here for an official visit, we pay all the attention on Bobby. I mean, we give, still give, don't, don't make him jealous, but we show him the same amount of love, if not a little bit more. But maybe that, inst- like, that, that, that fuels Robbie. Like, it now does. he's like, he's like, I'm going here. I'm going wherever Bobby goes. Like, we're a package deal, but they want Bobby more than they want me. I'm going to show them. Amen. I love where your mind is. That's this is why I need to be head of recruiting. Speak, I, I fully support. It, although they're doing pretty well without you right now. <laughs> they are. <doing. laughs> Maybe they've been taking my. It, it's no coincidence. Recruiting has improved since I've been on the air with you. It, it has. There's, if if you if you don't tell me they're not listening to us on a regular basis, taking notes. Causation. It's then you two, know two plus two equals four here. It's all happening. <laughs> Speaking of Deuce Robinson, who I mentioned is the number one tight end recruit who apparently wants to play baseball in college. Yeah. I know he's been talking about narrowing his list, like what schools are really in on him. And everybody's kind of doing, they're doing the same thing with the Deuce Robinson recruitment that they were doing with the Ruben Owens recruitment, which is like, is this really a deal with Louisville? Is this really happening? And all these recruiting guys are saying, like the quote that's it's on the rival side right now is, it's real. Like Louisville's not a sleeper pick, as some people have labeled him, them. Like they are right there. We are right there neck and neck with Oregon at this point, according to most recruiting experts, to land this kid that has been, up until the last couple of months, seen as a near lock to go to USC. Oregon's plays good baseball, don't they? Or am I thinking Oregon State? Oregon State the, is the bigger baseball They won school. the two championships. I assume too. Oregon's fine at baseball. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. Oregon State's the bigger. Yeah, they've got it, it three was Oregon State. Yeah, time. it was Oregon State I was thinking of. You're right. But we're better. You know, whatever. We're, be, we're better at football. We're, we're a better combination of football and baseball than Oregon State. Oh, hey, man, bring it. And if Deuce wants to go and to And we U- took their best basketball coach for the last decade and a half. Exactly. Suck it. If Deuce wants to go to USC, cool. You want to play Big Ten baseball? No, you don't. Nobody wants to play Big Ten no, baseball. No, Get out no, of here. No. Get out of my face. No, we're in the big... ACC. You, you'll love it here. It's going to yeah. be fantastic. So the Deuce Robinson recruitment, I look, Dave Lackford made me feel confident when he put a crystal ball prediction in for Deuce Robinson going. Lackford rarely misses. He typically has the inside track. Yeah, he, he does. He doesn't shoot the uh, the the prediction too early. He's and, not just and, throwing tosses yeah, around willy nilly. Exactly. He's not just clicking buttons. Because he's an Eagles fan. Exactly. That's that's what people say all the time. <laughs> he's a lawyer too. So he he's that as well. Yeah. So Deuce Robinson, apparently it's real. I it feels like Oregon's our top competition. We need Dan McDonald in here. We need Dan McDonald and Jack Harlow. Harlow McDonald combination. No, we don't want make this happen. I mean, do we need to bring in Harlow or should we bring out like uh Brendan McKay, McKay or or uh Corey Ray or something like that instead? Adam Duvall. He did the league in RBIs. Bring the World Series ring. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Who's we the got, I mean, honestly, when you think Louisville baseball products that have moved on, like the biggest star right now is probably Will Smith. Because he's one of the best players yeah. on like the arguably best team in Major League Baseball. I'm trying to think, just going through my mind, Little Pillars, Louisville. I mean, yeah, he's probably, yeah. I he's mean, probably the biggest name. Yeah. I mean, Detmers has, has had a couple of big time events. Is like, McKay's name still. He's, he's rehabbing again. He's been hurt for two well, years. He's been hurt ever since he got drafted. Yeah, exactly. I know because he's on my dynasty team. He's probably he's been not sitting on my IR for like a year and a half. Like he's definitely not as well known as Duvall or Will Smith or at this point even like the worst part about McKay Adam is that, that he was he had this great storyline and then Otani just came in like zoomed right past him with the same. Like, he's the new Otani. It's like uh, no, he was before Otani. Otani came after him. But then but, but Otani then became yeah like, yeah. And it was like because it was like he was gonna be this you know the Babe Ruth guy he can pitch and hit and then just out of nowhere Otani shows up and it's like Brennan who. There was the definitive. <laughs> there was the definitive angels. So bad for him. You know, I always talk about like the whole like every angels update is like Shohei Otani did something crazy yeah. and like they lost. Like last night, the actual tweet from the game was Shohei Otani goes four for five with a homer, a triple, and four RBIs as the Angels lose 11-7 to the Mariners and complete the sweep. <laughs> the Mariners have been on fire. 
I mean, the poor, like, <laughs> what are you doing, Angels? Like, Denver threw a no-hitter in an immaculate inning. Mike Trout's Mike Trout. Shohei Otani's doing stuff that hasn't been done since, like, 1901. Well, they only win the games Otani pitches, I think, And it? they suck. Like, they're, they're awful. What do you, like, it, fill the roster out. I mean, they, there was, I was listening to one stat where they're talking about Otani had, like, gone, like, six games, like, giving up a run, and they've lost all of them. Like, how? how? I mean, what? How do you have a pitcher with a zero ERA, and he's, like, two and a... Well, it was the guy from the Mariners who won the Cy Young that one year. He had a similar count. He was like 14 and 12 or something. Was it uh, Felix Hernandez? Big cat. Big cat. He was like, he went like, he like by far the worst. Like if, in hindsight, if you go looking at like uh, Cy Young winners and you just see his record and you're like, what the bleep was wrong with that season? Like because his ERA was like 1.89 or something, but he was, yeah. I don't even know if he had a losing record. You know, I think he had, he had to have a winning record, but he was like 500 or just above. I mean, it's just one of those things. So that's uh, Otani. Can see him winning the Cy Young the same way, being like his record ended up like seven and eight, and with an ERA of like 0.42. It's not fair. I mean, it's just so weird. By the way, Louisville bats last night, walk off through and homer ninth inning to beat the Omaha Storm Chasers. That's how we do. The when, Storm when we have Nick Carr on the show, crazy stuff happens. I mean, that's just what they do in that's Omaha. They're they're chasing the storms. They're back in action tonight. By the way, 6:35 first pitch out there at Jim pa- uh, Jim Patterson at Louisville Slugger. We'll have coverage starting here at 6:05 right after we get off the yep. air. The dulcet tones of Nick Curran will be on 14. The exciting dulcet tones. The exciting dulcet tones calling all the action. We have Jim Kelcher today. It's homestand. Oh, it's Kelcher's in the booth. Yeah, he does. He he, he comes in a homestand. So Love he, it. He'll be there doing uh, going back. Poor Nick was on his own for uh, uh, like 17 straight days on that road trip. Oh, poor guy. Out on, out on the road in Indianapolis and Iowa. Also, Jeff Greer will give me a noogie if I don't say this. Racing Louisville last night, they beat AC Milan 2 nothing to advance back to the finals of the Women's Cup. It's this event that they've been doing now for two years. They won it last year in exciting fashion. They'll go for the championship again this weekend. Props to Racing Louisville. Having a little bit of a rough season in league, so this would be, it'd be nice to get a trophy in the middle of the year. Nice little boost. Would you say you, you give that update to avoid the, the noogie? Yeah, the noogie. Yeah, so he doesn't rub your head. Shut up, Trevor. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> When's the last time you got a noogie? Probably grade school. <laughs> grade school again. It's been a long time. <laughs> I think I've actually, did you, what was the worst thing that happened to you about a bully in grade school then? Did you wedgie? Pay, did you get pantsed? I never really got bullied. Lucky. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, I didn't get bullied a lot. I got in some fights, but I, I mean, I was. Yeah, more, I, didn't, I never had like. I was the big kid, so I kind of was the bully. I like run with kids, but I never really got like actively bullied. And a couple of them fought back. Like one kid, I remember hit me with a desk. That'll that'll do it. That, that's a, that's a memory that's gonna stick with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a decent little fight. It was in sixth grade. Um. <laughs> 502-414-1450 the Thornton Sox line. We'll move on. We'll talk a little bit about this Big Ten thing in a second, but some of your texts in the meantime. Texture says, would uh, would Reed Shepard still win Mr. Basketball if he couldn't play one game this season? I mean, well, the, Allen did. The threshold is because <laughs> that's what Dante Allen played yeah. his senior year, and he still won it, and then you're like, well, there must have been like terrible competition. Oh, no. David Johnson was the MVP of the state tournament and won a state championship, but he was going to Louisville. So Ranked higher than Dante Allen as well coming every out. Every conceivable metric said David Johnson yeah. said we missed a basketball. And Dante Allen, I think, won convincingly, too. I don't think it was particularly close. Well, it's because he scored like 80 points a game and it's only six games against, like, Colgate and Walden. It's like I vote. So I vote every year. Mark Story is kind enough to send me the invite where they do this Kentucky sports figure of the year after every single season. Yeah, they talk about it on KRC all the time. Well, they, they, he sends like a link of like, it's legitimately like 200 candidates. Like he'll have like the, the coach of the sixth region champion or something. Like, like anybody you could think of is on there. And like, I'll rank my candidates. He'll, he'll ask to rank them. You rank one through 10. 
And like, I guess he wants more of a Louisville because I'll do it. I think Keith Wynn got invited to do it. I know the local sportscasters do it. But the year that like Lamar Jackson was the MVP of the <laughs> NFL, I'm like, well, clearly like they're going to have to give it to a U of L person this year. He was like sixth in the voting, and I think I, I think like Lynn Bowden won like like by a million votes, and like some Kentucky assistant coach was second. Like it's always just like it's the was that the Lynn Bowden like did everything offense year though? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could. Well, I Lamar know. Jackson was the MVP of the most popular sports league in in America. I'm not saying I decide. I does have, I think there's a little bit because then there's the argument of like and I, I feel like this has come up this came up on KRC at this time but like there was there's the argument of like is it how how strict are you with saying it's Kentucky like because he did it in the NFL but not for Louisville one did it for you know in Kentucky. I don't think he won it when he won the Heisman well that's that that's a d- debate for that's a different debate <laughs> that's a different argument I mean it's always like, he probably <laughs> lost to, like the second best player on the women's basketball team at UK like, I mean you can say my reasoning is insanely stupid for why he would be below Lynn but I'm just I'm throwing that out there as a possibility of why maybe some people would say hey well he won it with the Ravens it's the NFL it's not being wise at U of L but still like six is ridiculous yeah you're probably because, right. and they also there's no consistency because then they'll have like Anthony Davis will go and have a big time yeah. Season in the NBA and like he'll win it or be second. It's something. It's it's all like yeah. But to say like if you were to say Lynn Bowden came in first and he came in second, I, I could say that I could see that being as a, a reasoning why some people lean it towards because that was an impressive year for Lynn Bowden. Don't get for me sure. wrong. I mean it was crazy watching him do what he did. I mean it was like trying to watch Lamar do it except he, they won more games sadly. Texas says Alex Jones is now reporting that the previous Alex Jones report that Fabio Basile's recruitment was in fact a false flag operation was itself a false flag operation. I think Alex Jones, many civil lawsuits he's getting taken by in the woods. I think he's not going to say anything for a while. It adds up, though. He's right. He's, he's not wrong. <laughs> Texas said, did Trevor Kelsey just stick up for Deshaun Watson? Effing mm, gross. Yeah. Texas says, did Trevor call Biggie a one-hit wonder? He's the greatest rapper of all time. Again, if he continues, I don't think he put his left on that pedestal. He also would never be considered a one-hit wonder. Oh, that's that's harsh, yeah. That's part. That's yeah, you're right. Well, actually, I I should have. I don't know. If, is it the same statement to say it's almost a one album? Because the whole Life After Death, the the whole Ready to Die album is just Ready awesome from start that's to finish. Life After Death. I, I mean, I liked a couple songs, but it was like majority of it was. It sounded like the Puff Daddy stuff that I would hear later on, and it just, I didn't. I don't like it. I'm not a big fan of it. I can never look at a jazz mix game without thinking of story to tell. <laughs> I mean that while well, he play against the Utah Jazz. It's all I think of. It's all I can think about. Jazz and Knicks are back in trade talks for the for our man. Every time I see a storyline like that, it's all yeah. I can think about. Listen up, I got a story. <laughs> Texas says, uh, "Yep, after that Tory Dilfer comment, it's amazing Trevor lasted a year. It really is." What did I? Wait a minute. What did I say about Tory Dilfer earlier? I mean, we don't. Yeah. I did I say something that bad? Te- no, it wasn't that bad based on like your scale, but okay. <laughs> I literally do not remember what I said that would have been so bad. You implied that you were upset that she was getting married. Why is that bad? Because she's like a twenty one year old college girl and you're forty two. Yeah. Texas a three to six Mike Rutherford show is like seeing an albino squirrel. It has become a rarity. <laughs> it has been, yeah. Texas, I love your recruiting terms, inside track, crown jewel. <laughs> yeah. Do you know there's Albano moths at the uh, OG Stadium? A what? Albano. Albano. Albino? Captain Albano. (laughs) White moths. (laughs) There's like pure white, uh, like, I'm not, is it moths or butterflies or whatever? Like at the studio, it's kind of crazy seeing. Have you ever seen them? I I, I don't know what you're talking about. Because the guy mentioned. Albino butterflies? Yeah. No, I have not seen them. Because somebody mentioned the squirrel. Yeah. And it made me think, I remember like, 
because I've, I've Googled it. Like if you Google albino, albano, how do you say it? Albino. Albino. I, I, I. I, I, I. Albino uh, moth. Type the, Google that and see what it looks like. And Aren't all moths white? No, they're brown. Okay. And these are like like all white. Oh, these are these are radiant. And you see them. We have them at the studio in OG. Oh. Like, and I remember the first time I saw. Maybe not a good thing. I first time I saw one, I was like, "What is that?" And I googled, it, and it's supposed to be like for good luck. It does mean good luck, I believe. Or just like you need some sort of home inspection. Probably, but they're but they are semi rare. I don't think they're rare, but I, I guess you could say semi rare maybe. But that's the only place I've ever seen them, and they're. It was like a few years ago I saw one, and I thought it was like I took a picture of it because I thought I'll never see this again. But just like the last time I was up there on Tuesday, I saw another one flying around. I was like, these, they must be. I'm, Living around here somewhere. Well, now they're they're hard, they're pretty cool looking. And Wikipedia says white moths aren't found in North America. Well, nope. I'm, they're in Europe and Japan. I'm, I'm I'll, I'll, I got a picture of one on my phone from right in front of the front door of the studio, and he, I've seen them up there. Are you sure it wasn't a butterfly? No, it was a moth. I know it was. TJ, if you're out there, guys, scoots. Sad moth. I know you've seen them before. Help me out here, buddies. The second the second the second headline for Satin Moss are Satin Moss are here and it's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if we need to have some sort of inspection. Uh, what if Satin Moss are giving me long COVID? <laughs> Is that what you're getting them They're from? laying greenish white eggs everywhere. They're creating mold. They're making me sick. That's what's happening. The OG studio. I knew it was making me sick. It's these satin moths. Texter says, uh, Jacob deGrom in the past five years has been the most dominant pitcher in baseball and has no career wins to show for it. Who Because he's been injured, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's pitching now, but he's... Is he pitching now? Texter says, now I'm picturing an albino Bono and the Photoshop needs to happen. Thanks, TK. <laughs> albino Bono. Captain Albino. <laughs> Texas, I've seen... Is, is it a lunar moth? I've seen one of those before. What's a lunar moth? That's what he's asking. A lunar moth is ooh, green. No, this isn't green. This is pure white. It's, well, there are there are white lunar moths. Luna, luna moth. I don't know what we're talking about. Because somebody brought up the squirrel and it made me think of this bug. And I know I have a picture of it somewhere in here, damn it. I'm going to find it before the day is done, I promise Keep you. Keep looking for it. Texas is the only thing rarer than a Mike Rutherford show from 3 to 6 is a new episode of the Card Chronicle podcast. <laughs> When's that time you did a Card Chronicle podcast? We did one like a few weeks ago. It's like the only one we've done this summer. I haven't seen I was going to say, because I think I subscribed at one point to it, because I listened to one you did. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a while. It was short. It was only like 30 minutes long. And Usually then, they're about an hour. And this, yeah, this one was a short one. And then uh, that's the only one I think I've seen since then. It's been a while. Texas, I'm late on this, but if Trevor doesn't get Kale Fennel's name right the next time, he has to put a fennel on his salad. Matter of fact, he has to have beet and fennel salad. He's not going to do that. What do I have to get Kent, what do I get Fennel's name wrong for? What do I got to do? The next time that you we, we quiz you on the assistance from last year, if you don't get Kale Fennel's name right, you have to put fennel on your on a salad and eat it. I gotta put meth on my salad? Not fentanyl, fennel. <laughs> What's fennel? It's like a plant. It's like a vegetable thing. It's like a carrot species. Oh, carrots? I don't put carrots. Carrots are nasty. Beaten fennel salad, you would not like. I mean, you don't like any salads, but you, yeah, you wouldn't like those. No, I'm, I'm not. No, not going for that. Sorry. Texas, Trevor, are you going to Cincinnati to see AW in October? Oh, I didn't know it was gonna be up there in October. I missed the last time they were in Cincinnati. I'm mad. I saw them in Indianapolis. I might have to do that. I didn't. I didn't see that date. I'm gonna look into that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into this Big Ten TV deal stuff. 
Before we do, though, reminding you guys again about our friends over at First Bankers Trust. Invest in you. Make the first choice in wealth management with First Bankers Trust. First Bankers Trust has you covered with not only investment management, but also comprehensive financial planning, trust and estate services, and so much more. For that information, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Financial success starts with trust. First Bankers Trust. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get in this Big Ten stuff and wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Thursday here on 1450 The Big X. All Woodstock 99 bands today. The theme, I believe. Did you know Jamiroquai was on that? On that, on that? Yeah, you said it right after he played Yeah, it. You're true, like, he was yeah. there too. But I think you've told me that before. Like, if you go, like, it's just crazy because there's so many, like, actually good bands they don't even talk about that documentary. They just, they just focus on, not, I'm not, shouldn't be bashing because I like Roger Peppers and, as you mentioned, Willie Nelson, I guess. And I have nothing against Corn. But well, my favorite, like, I, I was surprised because, you know, a big theme of that documentary, which if you're just joining us, Trevor finally watched the Woodstock 99 thing on Netflix last night. Uh, like, you know, a big part of the documentary was how crazy the crowds were and like the mosh yeah. pitting and how dangerous it was. I was surprised they showed none of the DMX performance from that because like that yeah, they didn't bring, that yeah. crowd is legendary where he does Rough Riders anthem. Like they're going bleeping ape. Like, like it is nuts. And there was no mention of him, which I thought that was one of the more memorable performances from that. They focused all on Corn and Limp Bizkit, which I guess maybe because it was later in the night. I don't know. But um, there were a lot of acts. Yeah, they, they didn't even like make the documentary that you forget performed at Woodstock 99. Also, at some point, like, with all like the, just the, the amateur nudity you're seeing, does it feel like you're watching like a Girls Gone Wild video? It felt like it. And then like, the, the, like, the pay-per-view yeah. version was basically Girls Gone Wild. They, they put that out there <laughs> yeah. at one point. I remember the pay-per-view. I didn't order it, but I remember them offering it. Because I want to say 94 had a pay-per-view as well. And, I, and one of them, one of them was, and I talk about 94 being more successful. It was also was smaller. Like 94, I think had 120,000, maybe 130,000. And this one had 200,000. So, I mean, it was a larger. Flashing boobs was a big, a big deal around this period in time. Like, I know, oh, it, yeah. I know it still is, but it like, still is back in the day. Like every WWF show, it was a huge deal. That was the like, other thing. Churchill like, Downs for like Oaks and Derby was a big deal. Like every music show was a big deal. The Girls Gone Wild thing was a huge deal. Like it was just a. I think more prominent now because it was a time where there wasn't just pornography well, easily accessible. You didn't have the internet exactly. as, as much as you, you didn't have the fear of maybe being on the internet by doing it. You just had the, too. Yeah. the fear of, you know, the few people around that see it. The other, the other thing I was watching when they were trying to, like, I can't remember. There was, I think it was in part two when they were like trying to put their finger on like who to blame for the society that is, you know, this group. And, uh, they, they never once bring up the fact that this was almost like watching the attitude era. Like that, I thought the same thing. I mean, that, this is what it was. Like you watched that, and that's what we were at. Kind of the Jerry Springer part of that decade that that ended the '90s. That that kind of died that with the '90s at Woodstock '99. I mean, yep. it kind of moved on into the 2000s, and you have you know whatever generations going on for from from there. But yeah, that's the. Also, I was kind of surprised they only had one person from MTV they interviewed. I did tons of clips. Ananda. But some who I don't even remember her. But oh, I do. She's great. I, I wasn't really watching in a lot of MTV at the time, so. But 
I mean, I didn't know. I was wondering. I was curious why they only had. He was like the only one, I guess, that agreed to do it. I mean, probably. Like, cause Kurt Loder is he's even he's even around anymore. Or Carson Daly are they even with them TV anymore? I used to get all my news from Kurt Loder back in the day. Every time he had a breaking news thing, I knew something something That's big. That's how I happened. learned what happened to Kurt Cobain. That's he. A lot of people got their news from Kurt Loder back in the day. Yeah, Nirvana right. was supposed to be on that that card. By the way, they canceled. Uh, they eventually they canceled. I forget reasons why, and then obviously uh, it didn't matter because. Um, Kurt died like three months before the, the show. Yeah. But there was other, like, Allison Chains was supposed to be on there, and they canceled right, last minute. We're moving on. Yeah. We're moving on. We're moving on. Are you ready for Big Ten football on CBS in the afternoons? Uh, yes, please. It felt wrong, though, when they, like, <sighs> even the CBS official account, like, put it out there where it was like, dun, 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 dun. like, they had the, like, I think SEC, even though I don't, I'm not an SEC fan, I'm not an SEC hater, if you want to label me that, as that, like, 3.30 in the afternoon, CBS, that music, I'm thinking... Alabama versus Florida. I'm thinking Tennessee versus Georgia. I'm thinking all those schools. Auburn versus somebody. Uh, Auburn just gets lumped in there at the end. But now (laughs) we're going to have Big Ten. Like I I can't imagine hearing that music and being like, we take you now to an overcast day in Piscataway, New Jersey for Rutgers hosting Nebraska. It's like (laughs) they're both three and six. Like who's going? It just it it, it all seems so silly. What what are you saying about Nebraska and Rutgers? I'm saying they both suck at football. But we now have an official agreement. There's a three-network deal for the Big Ten. It's going to be with Fox, CBS, and NBC. It's going to average out to a total of $7 billion plus escalators, so more than $7 billion. The league is going to make at least a billion dollars annually from this deal. $7 billion for how many years? Seven. $7 billion, seven. Hmm, okay. Billion. I know, I know. I'm just thinking, WB got more than that, which is sad. Billion. It's going to be a uh, new realignment that could come in within the next few years, well before this new deal. This deal will end in the 2029-30 athletic calendar. So this was a I – mean, people have been talking about this coming for a long time. We now know that it's out there. It also mm-hmm. makes the ACC and its deal with ESPN look even more ridiculous for them not shopping it to multiple networks and instead settling for about half as much money as they could have gotten. Mm, yep. It's just so dumb. Uh, this now will mean that each member of the conference will make $70 million per year. A lot of can, a lot of coin, especially for a program like UCLA that we found out during all of this was hemorrhaging money. They were they were working at a deficit and they were going to have to cut sports. Now they're getting at least seventy million dollars just from this TV deal alone. The move to the Big Ten makes a little bit more sense. So that's the start of the story. The second part of the story, and this is via Pat Forty from a Big Ten source. Oh, what's Mr. Forty have to say? And via a Big Ten source, he says, "Quote: We are not done expanding." Trevor found the picture of the moth. Look at that and tell me it's not a white moth. It looks like a white moth. It does. Right down the building. You can see the building, the brick. Could be a butterfly. No, I'm going to text it to you. <laughs> okay. I can't see it that from that far away. Um, <laughs> this is how much you know, you know when something gets stuck in my mind, I don't let it I go. I know. We only have like 20 minutes left of the show. Let's, I know. Let's, let's focus on this. Um, Kevin Warren went on to say, we've got one more year with ESPN. They're professionals. We're professionals. We've had a close relationship with them for a long time. But... I think we all knew that the Big Ten and the SEC, for that matter, weren't done expanding. For them to, for ha- to have somebody come out and say on the record, even though it was an anonymous quote, it makes me like, you know, we're not, we're not done with this. It's probably going to be sooner rather than later. The Big Ten maybe looks out west. Maybe they go back to the Pac-12 and they pick off Oregon and Washington. Um, they're obviously going to try to get Notre Dame. We'll see if they get back in the fold. But I kind of feel like we're going to play this athletic season and then get ready for the onslaught of Texas and Oklahoma jumping ship and UCLA and USC jumping ship, and the next shoe's going to drop during next offseason. It just, yeah. there's no end in sight. 
And no. it, it, it's annoying. I'd like to get to a stable landscape, but I think we're going to live the rest of our lives well, this, without a stable this, landscape. The stable landscape is, is probably 20 teams in these max divisions. And, and that's it. Like Everybody else is on loose footing forever. Yeah. I mean, so, but now the, the positive, and we've talked about this in the past, where your SEC hopes are probably down the toilet because they've only got, what, four spots left, and two of them are, I have got to be going to Oregon and Washington, I would think. Well, I both mean, both conferences now just have four spots left. I thought the SEC had. I thought the Big Ten had six. They've got four spots left. So after taking, they only have four as well. They've got sixteen teams right now. When UCLA and USC join. I was thinking, okay, um, for twelve, fourteen. You got four schools, four slots available in both conferences. I thought the Big Ten only had twelve teams originally, though. They've got. They have fourteen right now. They're, they're adding two. Oh crap! I can't. Uh, this. I mean. All good. I can't keep counting some of this Nobody stuff. Can. I mean, so you've only got four spots available in both of them. I yeah. mean, eight total. Eight life rafts. I know. I think. I know. Teams. I think we've brought this this question up before, and but you know what? It's not going to be the last time we bring it up as well because this is going to come up again, probably a year from now or two years from now if we're still on the radio, we're doing podcast. Who knows what? If I haven't been arrested yet, uh, is it like if you're Louisville, is it worth trying to get into the, one of the last two spots of these two conferences, or take the chance at being whatever the ACC and Big Twelve impact? And Pac-12 end up becoming, which is, you know, a hodgepodge of island of misfit schools. If you can get into one of the conferences, you get into one of the conferences. Like I that's mean, that, it's the safest and surest thing out there. It may not be an ideal situation. Like you may like the ACC more. It may be good for your basketball and football um, combination. However, you see yourself. But I think no matter what, the only sure thing in college sports right now is that the Big Ten and the SEC are going to be in more of an enviable spot than everybody else for the foreseeable future. So if you get a spot in one of those leagues, you have to take it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a no-brainer. It might suck for the, the fans, but the fans, guess what? It's a, we don't really matter in all this. If you're a school that has a shot to, to jump ship, you jump ship. Big Ten probably, obviously, the most logical. I, I don't think so. I, I think the SEC has a chance? I don't think we have a shot at either one, but I think if one I picked kinda... us up, it'd be the SEC. Really? Because the Big Ten, they still hold firm to the whole, like, academic thing like they want schools that fit well screw screws north carolina well not really <laughs> oh that's right that's they, they don't have real academic they, they've got they've got the paper grades that's right which is all i mean big ten's all about perception over results that's right true i mean they haven't won a national title in basketball in 22 years but mm. they still claim that they're one of the best north carolina's as good academic school as i am as good at exercise but they'll go after notre dame because they fit the academic profile they'll, i think they'll go after stanford when all said and done because they fit in the big ten mindset and then they'll probably go. They'll try to get Oregon and Washington too, which the SEC is, is probably going to go after them as well if they want to have I mean, their I think own the West SEC, Coast footprint. Yeah, I think they should. They would, and they, they will get them. I mean, I, if I'm Oregon and Washington, I I would go to the SEC. But the work. SEC, it's you know the academic thing. Fit matters less to them. It's about who can bring them the best dollars. I think they will go after. I mean, Carolina makes sense. Florida State makes sense. Clemson makes sense. You know. Miami, to a lesser extent, makes sense. I think those will be like all of those schools feel like they're ahead of Louisville in the pecking order. So I can't imagine that we get one of those eight spots. We have to hope that the ACC or whatever the ACC becomes remains a competitive third best conference. I think that's what you have to hope for. In basketball, you can still be fine. Like the the schools that'll be left over. Basketball is irrelevant. It's it's mootness. It's irrelevant for the conversation, but for our purposes, it's not. Oh, yeah. Like Like we care about basketball, we want the conference to be as strong as it possibly can. It's going to be a good basketball league in men's and women's basketball, regardless of who leaves and regardless of who they bring in. Football, it's probably a different story. You can be the third best, and you can still have if the if the playoff expands to 12 or 16 teams, 
you can still you'll have a couple of seats at the table. You'll still have a chance where if you play well enough, you're going to get a shot in that college football playoff. You may not get the seed that you think you deserve, but you're going to be in there. You're going to have a chance to play for a national title. I think we've got still a few years until we get to 20 in both of them. Uh, I think because we, we've seen you know slow gaps between movements. Uh-huh. But I mean, how long was it before we saw the? We had several years before, I guess, the Texas and Oklahoma came out of nowhere. Yes. And then, I mean, right away, I mean, that's been now, what, a year now removed, and we get USC and and UCLA about, a, about almost a year to the day, I think, near close to the day announced. So, I mean, I think we got another year or two before we probably see them up to 20. I mean, the, the, like we mentioned, you'll see Washington and, and, and Oregon probably go SEC or one of the two. I still think SEC. I think you'll both see them get up to 18 within the next year or two, and then you'll see a pause. And in that pause... We're talking about this recruiting class for 23 with Louisville's football team being one to maybe save Satterfield's life. It could be one to lead us into the better choice of where we end up. Hmm. I mean, this 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 next year and next couple of years for Louisville football. I mean, not only is it just important for us as a program to improve or to keep Satterfield's job, it is also the to showcase that we can and are worthy of getting the offer to one of the big boys. And we're not, you know, just in the corner, you know, sipping, sipping punch and hoping that, you know, kind of like Charlie Strong. Yeah, like me, like me at every club, me at every dance in middle school. I mean, is that how you did middle school dances? <laughs> sit in the corner and just drink punch. Just drink punch. Oh no, I was all, you, you know me. I, I was, just say, I, I can see you being no, on the dance. Floor. I went on the floor dancing with her, whether she liked, liked it or not. Like I, I probably got dirty looks and like, okay, and walk away, but. I got to give two bleeps. <laughs> I'm out there, baby. The Trevor Kelsey mentality. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like your boy trying to get Penny and Big Bag. It's wear down. I'm, eventually, three years later, she'll be mine. <laughs> I just saw Bronny James is now being pursued by Penny Hardaway. Who, Bronny? Bronny. Bronny's coming to Louisville. You didn't know that? They had odds. I got an email today. It was odds on because now LeBron has the new deal with the Lakers. I saw it. Was it $100 million for like two years or something? Yeah, it's, 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 it's up there. Yeah. But I saw that they're, they have odds on Bronny and LeBron playing together in the NBA, and they have odds on Bronny's college. Louisville was not listed in the odds. Well, it's because we're running. UCLA is the one-to-one favorite. <laughs> He's got to play one year in college still, right? Yes, or one year with like G League or something after high school. UCLA is the one-to-one favorite. Oregon's the second choice. North Carolina is four-to-one. USC is six-to-one. Michigan State is seven-and-a-half-to-one. Duke is eight-to-one, which surprises me because I thought he would go to Duke. Kentucky's ten-to-one. Kansas twelve-to-one. Ohio State fourteen-to-one. Michigan eighteen-to-one. Louisville should be on that list. Bronny the Ville, make it happen. Make it happen. Uh, I've got this list for Where's you. Where's Akronet? Akron on the list. <laughs> Didn't make the list. Zips. Memphis not on the list either, but apparently Penny Hardaway's been in contact with Bronny James. So <laughs> if he's there still. Hmm. Um, you got a list for me? I got a list for you. All right, who's this? Lists always make you mad. <laughs> Normally, yes. This one will. This Well, this may be more of a list where you and I haven't heard of most of the choices. Okay. Esquire came out with the 25 best shows of 2022 so far. Uh, we did this in 2021, and we only knew like three we of them. We knew like three of the shows. <laughs> yes, we did this last year and didn't know any of them. I know that we know the first one. Okay, Stranger Things? Number 25 is Ozark. Ozark, I know. Didn't We've like the that. ending as much, but yeah. Didn't like the ending as much, but it's on the list. It's the 25th best show. It's hard to land a good ending, though. It always is. 24, um, Mary Watches, I did not. Pam and Tommy, the Hulu series about... I've wanted to watch it. She said it was very good. I wanted to wait for it to get finished. Now, that's the... Is that the Seth Rogen version, the Hulu one? Not Seth Rogen. Because didn't Seth Rogen do one also? Like, he produced uh, a Tommy and... Not, I don't I have no idea. I, I know he's not in this one. That's all okay, I know. Okay, this is not the documentary, but a, a dramatic. It's a, it's a, it's a series. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Drama. Series. I think he's involved in that, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't seen that. I kind of want to watch it. Did Mary like it? She liked it a lot. She's, not, she's all, all right. into it. She I'm watched not, it during her maternity leave. I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, number 23, 1883 is a show I still don't know that much about besides Sam Elliott being in it, but it's been recommended to us a couple of times on the text line. Never, Don't ring a bell at all. Number 22, I've never heard of the show as we see it. Prime video. No idea. Never heard of it. It's uh, it's. thought that was a bad magician movie with uh, the kid from Social Network. The guy who did the series is the same guy who did Friday Night Lights and Parenthood. Actually, I never saw it, but I left Friday Night Movie or show? Show. Number or either, I guess, yeah, that was, I guess that stands for both. But. Number 21, heard of it, never watched it, Euphoria on Netflix. Uh, I watched the first two or three episodes. It didn't do it for me. I turned it off. I didn't like it. Number 20, never heard of it, Somebody Somewhere, HBO. Not familiar with it. 2019, I've heard it's very weird. Some people like it. Some people really don't. Severance. Not familiar with it. Have you ever heard? I feel like everybody's what channels it on? What streams it on? Apple TV. Yeah, only, I only know two Apple TV things, so, and that's I not one of them. It's very strange. Okay, well, the the Shrink Next Door, which I really enjoyed on their on their streaming platform, was really weird, too. Okay. Number 18, ABC show. Didn't know they still made those. Abbott Elementary. <laughs> Never heard it. If you're still watching basic television, come on, man. I watched the other day, like we, I watched the end of Jeopardy. We were eating dinner and like stayed on for like whatever show was on, like a, a sitcom afterwards. I think it's like it's the one with Cedric the Entertainer, the worst. Oh, um, it's got the guy from uh, New Girl too, isn't it? No idea. Never saw the show. The Schmidt. I think he's in it. The worst 90 seconds of TV I've ever seen in my life. It's like, it's like you're showering with my hose, like canned laughter. It's like. Yeah, but if it makes you feel better, I'm using his yard. I can't laugh. I'm like, what? Are, like, how, why are they still making these shows? <laughs> Who's watching this? You're sitting there going, I hate you, Pots. <laughs> there's, a, there's something I need to help me enjoy this. <laughs> Number 17, I know you're never going to watch the show. Uh, I probably won't either. Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty on HBO. No, no, I'll watch it. I, I prefer my stuff at least to be decently runly true. Number 16, The Dropout, which is about that uh, Elizabeth Holmes, the... The company that she made that didn't actually exist. Who's Elizabeth Holmes? She just had her big ca- court case. She was like this this wonderkin who launched this company that was going to have you know, test your blood sugar machines that didn't act prick you that were available in like all these different stores. I still think I see those commercials, don't I? Well, no, because it didn't actually exist. She, oh. she got all this money and they didn't actually have a, a machine that worked. But it's all about her. The girl who did it, it's the girl from Amanda Seyfried who was in. Yeah, the big the big eyes. Exactly. Yeah. She was in um, was the Mean Girls. Yeah. She's apparently gonna win like every Emmy because she nails the representation of this girl. Cause she like had a fake deep voice. She was very weird. It's intriguing. I might have to check that out. I, I, the reason it intrigues me is because I have no idea who she is, and that, that I, I almost prefer watching things about that are semi you know truth based. Yeah. When I don't know them because I can't nitpick them. Then I listened to the podcast by the same name called The Dropout. It was, it was really good. Okay, Dropout. What what's it with Netflix? That is a Hulu show. Hulu, okay. Number 15, also Hulu show. I actually did watch this, The Girl from Plainville, which has... Not familiar with it. Um, uh, it was about the... the Elle Fanning is the actress. It's about the girl who... She basically like had this remember her. text conversation with her... Text relationship with this guy. They're like 15 years old. She convinced him to kill himself via text messages, and she ended up going on trial for it. It's a wild story, but... Uh, that was actually an SBU episode, too, so I'm good. I, I, I've recently enough you, of it. You've done. Number 14, haven't heard of it, Pachinko, Apple TV. No, not familiar with Number 13, that. Upload, Prime Video. Never heard of it. No, no, pass. Number 12, Minx, HBO Max. Never heard of it. Not familiar with it. Number 11, We Own the City. Heard of it, never seen it. I've heard of it, haven't seen it either. Guy from Walking Dead's in it. Um, it's the, it's uh, David Simon, though, from The Wire. Yeah, that's the one. I, okay, that's the one I've had multiple people tell me I need to watch. Okay. And I've waited. I think I was, I was. my hesitation was, I'm going to wait till it's all out, and then I'll strip. If it's a David Simon show, I'll watch it. I say, and that's not always a given, because, I mean, but you know what? I might try it tonight. I might start to, I'll, I'll let you know. 
Number ten, the Mike Rutherford story, Heartstopper. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were being serious. I was like, really? Is that Mike Rutherford? No. <laughs> like, about the Netflix, musicians? <laughs> I've not heard of it. Um, Heartstopper? Heartstopper. Never, never heard of it. Number nine, Barry on HBO. Am I the only one that doesn't get into Barry? I've never tried, but I love my guy Bill Hader. I do too, and I watched the, some of the first season, and I watched like four or five in a row, and... If it's not good enough for me to wake up the next day going, oh, I can't wait to start watching it again, then I know that. That's, like, a, decent, that's a good way to get. That's it. how I. That's how I know the show. And I woke up the next day going, yeah, I'll maybe watch it later. And I never went back to it. Therefore, it's, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying it didn't. Do, it didn't grab me. Number eight, under the banner of heaven from FX. Mm, wow, there's not familiar. Okay, never known. Never heard of it. Number seven, Bridgerton. Mary likes it. Never heard of it. It's the first season apparently was the one she didn't like because they didn't have the hot guy in the second season. But whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, well. It's on Netflix. Number six, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. I didn't know there was Paramount Plus. <laughs> didn't know it existed. Didn't know, didn't know it was out there either. Great review. That was number what? Six. <laughs> never. Do I have Paramount? Yeah, I have Paramount. I don't have. Pe- no, I have Peacock. I don't have. Par- which one do? Which one's Yellowstone on? Paramount. No, that's on Peacock. I thought. I think it's on Paramount. Oh, I got one of them. There you go. Number five, The Rings of Power on Prime. Also never heard of it. Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah, I'll pass, thanks. Number four, another a cartoon, Star Trek Lower Decks. Who knew there were all these Star Treks out there? Oh, man. I mean, it's on Paramount Plus as well. Did they feel they've milked the Star Wars uh, cow to the death and now they're going over to the Star Trek? Um, Not that that hasn't been milked to death to begin with. Say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is there really anything left in those udders? Number three, <laughs> again, the show, I love the movie. I never watched the show. Everybody recommends it to me, What We Do in the Shadows. Is that on FX? That show's not even new though. That's I don't just this is Third, a new, it's four seasons. Is it four, has it been around that long? Yeah, okay. people love it. I love the movie. I, I'm sure I would love the show. I just haven't. I'm curious about the movie because the guy that the movie's hilarious because it's a JoJo Rabbit guy. And I love I love JoJo Rabbit, but then again, I've also seen that guy do those store movies and those are awful. I never seen them either. So. Uh, number two, Never Have I Ever on Netflix. All I know about it is that Minnie Kaling does it. I've never seen it. I didn't know if you were saying uh, the name of the show or your just recommendation of it. No, it's Never, never Have I Ever. <laughs> so I was like, wait a second, what are you talking about? I'm getting confused here. And according to Esquire, the number one show of the year, we have gotten, every time we ask for like recommendations, people do recommend this, this one. Is Yellowstone? No, The Bear on FX. When have we gotten, what, huh? I, I, people have told me I'd like the show. I've never, I haven't watched it. People seem to really like it. I don't get how these so many shows I've never heard of, and there's shows I have heard of that are currently out and I know are popular. Like what? Like where Stranger Things at? Not on the list. Didn't make the list. How is the show that 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 like destroyed like streaming records? Not according to Esquire, top twenty-five show of the year. I guess Esquire didn't like the season. I agree with you. I liked the season. I thought the season was part. solid. For the I mean, most part. I mean, yeah. What is our description here? Is it is it ratings? Is it they're just their personal opinion? I think it's their personal opinion. Okay. Well. Your personal opinion might be a little pretentious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, put Stranger Things on the list. I mean, do they call their their doorman Samuel? I mean, the paper mache hats. Oh, the comments are just all these people like arguing about shows that they ha- that I have never heard of that should be on the list. Like nobody's vouching for Stranger Things. It's like, you should... I mean, it's the most. It's like the most. I mean, I'm not saying it deserves to be number Where's one. Where's Moon Knight? Like, what is Moon, Moon Knight? Moon Knight. Get out of my face. Like, how is Yellowstone on it? That show's popular as hell. Was the new season Where's... from this year? I mean, where's Ted Lasso at? Isn't that show like like number one on but Apple? But I think that that came out in 2021, didn't it? The new season. Well, I don't. I, I couldn't tell you. I streamed them both at the same time. And the newest season should be coming out soon, shouldn't it? Ted Lasso season three came out. Well, that, that was season two. I take it. Yeah, back. season three has not been released yet. So yeah, season two wasn't one from this year. So that, oh, okay. It was actually out in 2021. 
So that doesn't make. But sense. isn't this? I feel like this category we should be like from July to July though, wouldn't there some August? No, to August? it's the best shows of 2022. So, so just so far is what it says. Okay. Yeah. I mean. So Stranger Things was out was released in 2022, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's been well, Cobra Kai season four was not either. That was like December though, so I wouldn't give it that. Was the first part of Stranger Things out in in this year though, or was it late 2021? No, it just came out in 2022. Just it hasn't been that long ago. I thought that was right. Yeah, we just waited a month in July. It came out in like June. My mind's bush. I can't remember anything. It came out in June or July. I forget. It was one of the two. Yeah. I mean, we've had it out since then. I mean, Ozark, I'm I'm curious whether that was even 2022, though. That was. I remember was that, that. Was that an early part of the year? Yeah. Okay. I forget. I mean, there's been, I mean, there's kind of been others. Yeah, I'm, that list is, yeah, I'm a little. By the way, did you bet on the best last night? I told you to. I didn't because I didn't go. I bet on the night. Two days ago. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I did. I won. They won 11 to 3. Yeah. I got Randy win. It's always nice that when I bet on the bats and I win, so I don't go to work and work the game and feel like I lost money. You you made money. I actually made because when I bet the bats and they and, I, and they lose the game, I lose the bet. That means I'm basically paying to You're work. Paying to work. I'm paying to work because I lose more money. I lose. I don't make as much working at the end. Speaking of the bats, they're on the way next. Six oh five coverage is starting right here on fourteen fifty. The Big X first pitch at six thirty five. The bats look for three in a row. Oh, they're getting the it. Omaha Storm Chasers. We will uh, see you guys tomorrow at fr- uh, Friday, three o'clock. Everybody have a fantastic Thursday night. Go bats. Beat USC. I'm a special, but 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 I'